cornbread. Damn. Make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself. I can't afford to be here. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. A song away. A song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And Kyle, tonight in the uh, guest co-host chair, Yes, we are back to the listener series. I think this is volume six. Mm, that sounds about I right. I think Mike Beats was volume five. Tom doesn't count, he's my friend. Uh, so, yeah, I think we're on five. So this guy in the chair right now, I should introduce him. Uh, is the listener series volume six. He's a Patreon supporter and uh, he's in from Chicago and everybody say hello to Joe Becht. Hello everybody. Did I say that right, Joe? Becht. Becht. That's right. And Joe, I said that correct too. You said that correctly. <laughs> if it's Joseph, I'm usually in trouble. So Joe's good. <laughs> that's my, uh, that's, right. that's my dad's name is Joe. I never met a bad Joe in my life. <laughs> well, yeah. you haven't met my dad. <laughs> uh, Tonight's topic, and then we'll talk about Joe a little bit, but uh, the, tonight's uh, Aerosmith. Yes. Is this your favorite band? It's the band that has given me so much joy and so much pain, so <laughs> it's hard to say. But let's put it this way. The first four Aerosmith albums are the greatest rock and roll ever made. Mm-hmm. I know there's people that are going to bring up Van Halen and Led mm-hmm. Zeppelin, but in my estimation, the first four albums are the greatest rock and roll ever made. Well, we'll be talking about it, All right. and uh, we'll be playing songs from those albums. We each, I think, we each have uh, we pick two songs from each studio album. Yes, because in case we have a, we might have a crossover. Right. Uh, but I, I, I do the first four Aerosmith albums are top notch. Yes, and then then there's, we have some trouble, but we'll we'll <laughs> talk about it. Uh, so, Joe, you live in Chicago. How did you find our podcast? Uh, just by chance, and I came across your episodes like the one I'm doing now. I mm-hmm. love the one you did on Rush. The latest one you did on Thin Lizzy, just incredible. Queen, Cheap Trick, Right in My Wheelhouse. Uh, the Sammy Hagar interview, and of course, when you read the Kiss books, I laughed my ass off. So, yeah. uh, reading the Kiss books is, <laughs> is pretty fun. Yes. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, we get a kick out of that ourselves. Um <laughs> What was I gonna say? Now I forgot. I just I wasn't. He caught me off guard. Uh, so you just uh, you were just googling around, and you just and our yeah, show for, just popped up. Yeah, I started getting the podcasts um, a couple years ago, and I was looking for good ones, and yours came up. I liked the subject matter, so I listened to it. I'm kind of a podcast free agent. I've been on mm-hmm. uh, been on a few. Oh, what and, other podcasts have you been? So on? I've been on Decibel Geek a few times. Oh, that's great! I didn't yeah. know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I've Those been, guys are terrific. I've been on Talking Metal. I write for Talking Metal. Uh, I. I have articles coming up on there almost every week. And then I uh, have been on the Kiss FAQ podcast uh, once in a while, which is a lot of fun, too. Those are good guys. So, well, this is this. Yeah. Guy, look at Joe's just making. I didn't know anything about this. He might yes. be more qualified than you. I know he should have his own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Then I kind of feel I, then I kind of feel like uh, like um, like I'm the you know, I'm like his sloppy 
fifths. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is an honor. This is the first one I've done in person, so this is great. Oh, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That, it's, not, it's a lot better that than Skype. That Skype bullshit yeah. and that phone bullshit is... <laughs> those guys aren't professionals. <laughs> no, I turned down... You know, I turned down guests. Like, they're like... I've been trying to get Timothy B. Schmidt of the Eagles. The fucking guy lives out here. Right. Get in your car and get over here. And they're like, would you do a phoner? I go, no. We yeah. do Skype. No, I go, that's not what we're doing. We, we've never done that and I'm not going to start. Yeah. I just want you get in your car and come here. Exactly. Stand your ground. <laughs> yeah. Who is he? Yeah. I know. The Eagles. Yeah. With yeah. your two songs yeah. <laughs> that you sing. Get in here. That's You're, why he does it. It's going to take him longer to drive than a, like us to, to play those two songs. <laughs> Certainly, if he hears this episode, he will not do it. <laughs> but yeah, third tier Eagle, get in here with fifth tier Pat. <laughs> Let's mix it up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I just won't. Um, yeah, I just I won't do it <laughs> because I, we live at we live in like if I lived in Nashville. Right. I would expect that all my guests would be in the studio with me, too. Yeah. I mean, if they live there. Right. You have I mean, standards. Like my friends, like, like I think, I think um, one of the, one of the Mick or Keith called in to Mark Maron's podcast, and um, my friend was like, "How cool was that?" And I'm like, mm, "He wasn't with them. It's just a phone call." He's like, "You wouldn't talk to Mick if I go look. I don't know. Look, if someone said Springsteen will call in, or Mick or Keith or Paul McCartney, uh, maybe, maybe those are the four. Right. But uh, other than that, I've tried to get Eddie." Eddie Van, Eddie lives right up the hill here. Okay. And my thing to get Eddie is like, Hey, I want, I'll bring Eddie and Wolfie in. Cause I always think, well, that'll get, you know, right. And I deal with his wife cause that's his publicist. And okay. she's like, she just says, thanks for asking. They're just not doing any interviews right now. They're pretty secretive. Yeah. Aren't yeah, they? Yeah. I interviewed Noel, uh, Noel Monk. They're the guy who came out with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I have that book. I just haven't yeah. read it yet. Is yeah, it a great book? W- it's a great book. It's a crazy interview that I did with him. He just goes on and on. It was really easy. But uh, did yeah. he? Does he like those guys? No. <laughs> <laughs> they're not at all. That's a hard band to like. Yeah, I, I mean, as far as it's hard to be a Van Halen fan now because they're so inconsistent with what they do. Right. You know what? And it's like always. It's, you know. A different kind of truth was great because it was new music, and I, I thought it's a pretty solid album. I love that album. It's that really album solid. actually, I had uh, heart surgery. I had to get um, my valve replaced. Are you going to be okay tonight? I'm going to be okay. I'm better than ever. It Kyle, was put nine one one in the yeah, speed so, dial. Anyway, so we can get... <laughs> different kind of truth really got me through the hospital. Well, that's good. Cool. Well, we're yeah. glad that you, yeah. you look healthy. I'm great. I'm better than ever. Yeah. Did you? Uh, yeah. Were you a heavier guy at that point? No, not a, not no. at all. No, it was something I was born with. And you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Williams had it. Uh, just uh, it's a valve well, replacement. One of those guys is still here. Anyway, so. different kind of truth. I always have to bring that up because that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a good. Yeah. yeah. No. No. I know. Yeah. If the, if music yeah. has got you through a tough time, then yeah, you always sure. You always like. So yeah. when you um when you listen to different kind of truth now, do you clutch your chest and go, "Oh my god, the no, pain"? No, not at all. No, it, it brings me joy. It, yeah. I love. Uh, what's the song that I love? Uh, I love "Honey, Sweetie, Baby Doll." Yeah, it's all good. I it's love really, that song. <laughs> so that song rocks so hard. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I that's I like that better than maybe two of the other Dave album. You know what I mean? Like if I'm if I'm putting oh, them no, in I order, agree. it's better than it's better than Diver Down. It's better than Diver Down. And I think I like it better than 1984 as well. I do too. I you yeah. know what? I yeah. I agree with you 100%. I actually think 1984 is a little bit overrated. Oh, incredibly. Yeah, it's got yeah. it's got three singles that we saw on MTV nonstop, and so everyone thinks the whole album's great, and it's not. No, I agree. Yeah. 
So uh, do you think Van Halen's done? What do you think is going to happen with them? I don't have a clue. I really don't know what they're going to do. I mean, Dave, his voice is just awful. It is awful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I do. I am a huge fan of Wolfgang. So I, I, I believe he brought the live show up yeah. with his bass playing because he's like a Billy Sheen type mm-hmm. bass player. It's, it's a but, shame that Alex Van Halen doesn't have a son who sings. Right. <laughs> because then that would truly be Van Halen. I mean, like if they got Sharon back and he sang both eras, but I don't know how many people would go to that, you know, if it would be worth their while. No, I didn't. Yeah. I liked Sharon's voice on the album, but I didn't No, Did I not like it? No, I didn't like it. He seemed to sing different on that on Van Halen three for some reason. They than, made him sound like Sammy Hagar, I think. Yeah. yeah. They, they, why don't they just get someone that can, I don't know, just a, someone who can sing if you and try to sing fi- everything. If you try to figure that band out, you go crazy. You just let it go. Yeah, I no. never know what they're, I mean, do you, in your heart, do you think there'll ever be another Van Halen album? No. Do you think there'll be like a greatest hits tour with some other singer? I, you know, I can't, you can't rule anything out because <laughs> right. if, if the money's out there. Right. But I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. I don't put it past anything. And I don't think Dave will ever perform again either. I don't, I think he's done. He's not going to do a solo tour. No, I well, I guess he tried to do something here at the uh, bowling alley uh, a year or two ago with yeah, his, yeah, yeah. with Steve Vai and tried that the eat him and smile, uh, right. yeah. and then they just didn't they didn't play. Yeah, right, uh, those guys don't want to work with Dave. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> uh, Joe. You're out here on business, but you yes. uh, you you don't want to talk about what you do. Um, nah, let's let's. I, I want to talk about fun. I so. think he's a hit man. I think like he, <laughs> yeah, he's like shaking people down for As like. He's walking. No. You know what I see? Was he's walking down the alley? He's wiping prints off a gun. He's taking it apart and throwing. It, well, it. it was strange that before he started, he said, "Now I've been here since six. <laughs> just so we know, <laughs> just in case anyone asks. Yeah, if anyone asks, yeah, I've been here. What are you gonna do about it? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> he's from Chicago. That's right. Chicago. That's the Chicago way. Yes. What if someone brings a knife? What do you do? What if someone pulls a knife? What do you do? If someone pulls a knife? You pull a gun. <laughs> That's the <a laughs> yeah, Chicago way, right? You have one, yeah. I think so. <laughs> okay, but, did I tell you? Did I say what? The, yeah, I did say what the topic yep. is. It's Aerosmith. It's mm-hmm. Aerosmith. Okay, right. so you were saying Aerosmith's, it's in one of your top bands. Yes, for sure. I mean, the first four albums are great. Uh, then... There's some good stuff later, but then right. later, later, recent... St- we'll get to it. We'll get into it. All right, yes. so... How many times have you seen Aerosmith live? Twenty-two. Uh, wow! Yeah. Really? Yes. I saw them. Uh, was it? I think it was the Pump Tour at Tinley Park. Yes. The Black Crows opened. Yes. And it poured down rain. Yes. And I was up in the lawn. It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> and literally, I was with a, uh, uh, my friend's brother uh, Todd, who's not a big music guy. And once it started to rain. We couldn't even see. He's like, Let, let's go. Right. And so I'm like, okay. So I really didn't see Aerosmith. Yeah. So then I saw them in, I want to say Peoria on the Get a Grip tour. And that was great. Okay. That was really great. We yeah. were on the floor. And then I saw them out here at the Staples Center. I don't know what album they were touring with, but Lenny Kravitz was the opener. I, was, yeah, I saw him on that tour too. And that was a great tour. Yes. And Lenny came out and just sang like 12 hits right. in a row. Yeah. And the crowd was going crazy. Like every song is like, oh my God, I know that one. Oh, I know this one. I know. So that was great. And then, and then I haven't seen them. I've only seen them three times. So I, 
saw them out here once at my favorite con. I think my favorite concert venue in the entire country is the Hollywood Bowl. I mean, it, getting there sucks, but once you get in your seat, it's just incredible. See, I live out so, here, and I hate the Hollywood Bowl. I like the Greek theater the best. Really? I have not been in the Greek theater. Oh, well, once you're at the Greek, you'll never go back. Is that what the saying is? <laughs> I think so. I think it is, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's just So anyway, it was... But that, I mean, I get it. It's exciting because it's yeah, a Hollywood Bowl, and, and it's got the, so much history. Yeah, the Beatles, Monty yeah. Python. Yeah. yeah. So I, I get there, and, and that's when I first realized yeah. there was no smoking, Everyone was well-dressed. When they played Rats in the Cellar, I was the only guy cheering. Yeah. But then when they played I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, all the girls were screaming. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so far away from yeah. the first time and I saw her. Also there. at the Hollywood Bowl, they don't have any, they don't have concert food there. You can get like a, uh, you can get like a mini bottle of wine and like a salad yes. and some brie cheese. <laughs> it's like but a you, rich picnic. It is. Yeah. You can't get like a burger and a chili dog and garlic fries. Yeah. They, it's like, uh, we have kale. No, I want a pretzel and I want to dip it in cheese. Yeah. Oh, you have to bring that. <laughs> Who opened? Was there an opener for that show? Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick opened yes. at the Hollywood yeah. Bowl. I yeah. saw a Cheap Trick in Aerosmith in 2004 in okay, Pittsburgh. First of all, we didn't even ask you any questions. <laughs> no, you did. Who were you with? Oh, my mom. You were with your mom. How old were you in 2004, though? Um, 15? 14, 15. 15. Right. And it was... I brought you know, this on three for, hours I, away. See, I brought this for two reasons. One, this is older than you. Yeah. And two, I know you're a big fan of album covers. So when we get to this album cover, I want you to have this. Oh. Okay. Because this is a great album cover. It's a great, album, a great cover. album cover. It's a, it's a Hirschfeld. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's now I have a copy of that album. I have a brand new copy of that album okay. that's waiting for signatures. So, guys, if you're out there, Aerosmith, if you're out there, swing by the studio. Oh, that's a great one to get signed. That's a great album to get yeah. signed. And I, I just haven't... If if they sign by themselves. Yeah, they each, you got to each sign by your picture. Just right. the one guy just signing the guy that gets Steven. The guy that gets uh, short shrift on that shirt is uh, Brad Whitford. It does not look good. Let me see. Now, Brad might not be the, the best looking of the bunch anyway, but... I think they kind of nail it there. Let me see. Well, you just ins you insulted him, though. <laughs> well, you know what? It, uh, let me see it again. It doesn't look as bad as I remember it. Yeah. Let me see the back of that shirt. That's a fucking great shirt. Yeah. That's a great shirt. Um, what were we just talking about? Hirschfeld. Everyone's seeing Aerosmith. Everyone's seeing Aerosmith. Oh, right. and correct me, your fiance, her favorite band is Aerosmith? Yeah, she likes Aerosmith. She, over the years, I've learned that that was, she just said that. Oh, she's a liar. She was Don't like, marry her. She was just like, oh, well, no, I like them, but I just didn't know what to say for my favorite band, so I said that. So I was like, well, I've been telling people that. <laughs> yeah. So, Way to go. So with Aerosmith, the, the, the dichotomy of the band is that back in the day, mm -hmm. now I have, a, I have a great story. My cousin is a couple, I have a cousin a couple years older than me. He'd go to all these concerts, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I want to go to a concert, and he'd come back. And there was this big, like, World Series of Rock at the old Comiskey Park. And I'm like, how was Aerosmith? How was Aerosmith? And he's like, they suck. Because <laughs> they couldn't play. They were so wasted. they were wasted. Right. Yeah. And then, but he said, but there was this band from Australia that called ACDC that blew everybody off the stage. Yes. And that was, you know, you know, then the rest of this history. Yeah. But now, you know, recently, they're great live. But, you know, you got to, it's hit or miss. They change their mm -hmm. set list so much. Sometimes you get a bunch of great songs and other times you get... A lot of, you know, I don't want to miss a thing. But at the same time, it's good that they change up the set list, though. That is, is a good true. thing. Yeah. Um, 
now we just we were talking about Van Halen and who's in Van Halen, who's in and with Aerosmith, you go see Aerosmith, you see the original lineup. Yes. The classic lineup is the original lineup, and that's I don't know many bands right now that the original lineup is still on tour. U2. Right. Aerosmith. Right. I mean, I can't think of any. I mean. No. 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 Nope. I mean, there's like, like if you go see Maiden, that is a classic lineup, but it's not the original lineup. It's not the original lineup. No. no. And Cheap Trick doesn't have Bunny, so that's not the that's original not lineup. The original lineup. Uh, Judas Priest doesn't nope. have KK anymore. No, they don't. Although that new guitar player is fantastic. And they, yes, yeah, he is. So. And they don't have, uh, and they, they're on their like third drummer. Scott right, Travis exactly. is like their third drummer. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when was the first uh, tour you saw Aerosmith on? Night in the Ruts. Night in the Ruts. Yes. Right, right in the nuts. Right. Night in the Ruts. I love that album. I love that album yes. too. All right. All Very right. Good. We should. St- you want to start music? Let's go. Let's go. We, we, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're ready. We're busting yeah. out. I think we're going to say because we're running out. <laughs> we're, <laughs> almost, we're, out of, we're almost out of time. So, I, of course, I'm going to let you go first. Okay. We're going to start with um, the debut album, 1973's yes. Aerosmith. Kyle, you can certainly comment on the album covers as they pop up. And this was um, <laughs> this one of my favorite parts, by the way. Oh, the album cover. Yes, this uh, this was produced by someone named Adrian Barber, uh, as this, opposed to Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, I remember in, I remember a Mad Magazine uh, when I was a kid, and in it they called her Adrian Bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a parody of Maud. Right. This album sold two million, but I bet it didn't sell two million. Initially, I bet no. over the years it sold two million. Yeah. So what what happened with this album is no one really bought it, and Dream On didn't become a hit until Toys in the Attic was released. Yeah, that wasn't. So, it wasn't. Yeah. How is that not a sing? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And then so you know, and then Steven Tyler sings differently on this album. So he totally when, sings differently. Yeah, on this he tries album. to do his James Brown voice. And when Dream On became a hit, and then you heard Walk This Way shortly after that. I'm like, mm-hmm. did they get a new singer? Yeah. You know, and then you had a. Because maybe that's why they didn't release Dream On, because he sings different on Dream On than he does on the rest of the album. Right. This album's yeah. only got eight songs. It's a short album. Clocks in around 35 minutes, but that was kind of... This is a bad, this is a bad cover. What'd you say? This is such a bad cover. <laughs> yeah. It's weird it that there's a small picture well, of them. When they re-released it, that's the original cover, but then when they re-released it, the small picture was the whole like album. This. And it's, yeah. And then it said, and featuring Dream On, <laughs> which is always weird. Right. I can turn so, it over and read what's on it. So I got in a lot of trouble in seventh grade. So my dad took all my albums away from me for a period of time. I was punished. And he said, you, you got a consequence. Yes. Do and your he, kids get consequences? My mm, kids don't get any. They don't get any. Yeah. It, well, you know. I think they're better for it, too. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> my dad looks at the album covers like, these guys look like the Rolling Stones. They're a ripoff, you know, so it's, and I can see the similarities yeah. there. Yeah, but they, I mean, they, they, they wanted Joe and, Joe and Steven want to be Keith and Mick. Right. And he got out a magnifying glass to look at it, right? <laughs> yeah, because it's so tiny. Yeah. Uh, so what song, what's the first song right. off of the self-titled Aerosmith album? One Way Street.
doesn't sound like the Aerosmith that we that we know later, does it, Kyle? <laughs> Seven minutes long, yeah. one way street. Yeah. It, do you have the other? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So at three twenty, it breaks out into a different direction where they go into a jam. Go ahead, play so, a little bit of that. Right. It's um, it's it's like it's like early Kiss in the in that we used we thought this was so dangerous and it seems sounds just so tame now. You know what I mean? I think it still sounds dangerous. You think that still sounds dangerous? Yeah, it does. Yeah, All because right. you think of these guys. I'm not going to argue with him. You know what he does for a living? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you think of these guys that you know are coming on the streets of Boston mm-hmm. and living in that apartment on Commonwealth Street. Well, and, that's and true. It, it sounds like that. You know, they, they came up. All right, you make a yeah. good point. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, because we know what he does for a living. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the opening track. Uh, let's hear some of "Make It." Here's what Joe Perry says about the album cover. This is from 2014. He says, unfortunately, the packaging was lame. We didn't even see the cover until the first printing. It was something that Columbia just threw together. The whole thing was sloppy. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, they do look dirty, though, in that. But they do look yeah. like. Right. Yeah. Street urchins. Yeah. Yes. All right. Then yeah. I guess I guess I was wrong about that. It. It's not dangerous. He had features dream on. <laughs> no, yes it does what's your uh, is your next song dream on no my next song is not dream on neither is mine because everyone's heard dream on we know it's great exactly you don't need to hear it although i never gravitated towards it that much i just see when and I, joe perry obviously apparently hated it too and <laughs> him and his first wife would give steven a hard time about it and caused a lot of tensions in the band i don't think so. you should ever give your singer a hard time about a song that has made you famous right like what was the um what's the journey song that they hate they hated open arms yeah and then i think that's in the behind the music and then the first time they played it on stage and everyone was going crazy they had to like say all right right exactly 
and then apologize. I think they actually said, "You okay? You you were right." Yeah. Uh, so, what is your second song? The first song, apparently, that Joe and Steven wrote together is "Moving Out." So oh, this I wanna, is a great song. Yeah, it started at thirty nine seconds. Then there's a bridge at two thirty seven where the song really breaks out too. So. Look at this guy yeah. with the two yeah. time codes. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me who you know, and I'll tell you who to go see my friend, and he'll set you free. Tell me what you need, and maybe I can go too. No one knows a way, but maybe me. Nobody goes there, nobody shows where, nobody knows where you can find me. jump to the next part mm-hmm. that's the only uh song that joe perry writes on the album it's right. co-write like you said with tyler and perry tyler writes every song and then there's a cover uh, rufus thomas walking right. the dog right i'm gonna backpedal so hard and say this is one of the most dangerous albums i've ever heard <laughs> I was uh, the reason I remember Dream On is because when I was in uh, you know eighth, ninth, tenth grade, that was always uh, played at dances. So that's when you were going to get the slow dance in. Yeah. So uh, I also remember this album. There were a bunch of albums that when you would go to people's houses, when I, where I grew up in Pennsylvania, everyone always had like there were three albums everyone always had. They had the first Aerosmith album, they had Steve Miller Band Book of Dreams, okay, and they had Bob Seger Night Moves. Really interesting. That okay. that's what now probably. Not those albums in Chicago. No, no. What um, would you find if in Chicago? <laughs> well, <laughs> definitely uh, Aerosmith, but I don't know if it would be the first album or not. It would mm-hmm. be more Toys, Toys in the Edge yeah. or Rocks. Kiss Alive, for sure. Those mm-hmm. are my two favorite albums of all time, by the way. Rocks and Kiss Alive. All right. Yeah, and then a UFO album, probably. I know you're a UFO fan, uh, but UFO Strangers Strange of the Night. Yeah, yeah, sure. That was our adopted band. All right, but, let go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, you, you mentioned you know Steven Tyler writes all the songs. Apparently, you know he was like a classically re- trained musician, mm-hmm. and then Brad Whitford came from the Berkeley School of Music. But the other guys just you know ta- are self taught, so right. there would be a lot of friction there. You know, Steven Tyler would want to play in key, and Joe Perry would just be off doing his own thing. So. Well, I always hear that Steven would kick Joey off the drums and go, "No, this is how right. I want you to play it." Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. But Paul did that to Ringo too. So that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ringo's not the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> Let's hear Mama Ken. Nice. 
All right, we're moving on. 1974, we have Get Your Wings. This might be, this is e- probably in my top three Aerosmith albums. Yes. I really love yeah. this album. Oh, I do too. So good. Yeah. yeah. And this album cover, what do, you, what do you think of this album cover? Oh, let me look at it. They're working, they're working on the logo. This is the first try mm-hmm. at the, the A with the wings. Not, yeah. not quite, not quite well, there yet. <laughs> it kind of looks like a Chuck E. Cheese character. <laughs> the logo. Yeah. yeah okay. It's, it's like uh, fuzzy with fuzzy with wings. Right. This, uh, now this album, the, the production's handled by three people. We got this Ray Colcord. Right. And then we got these two no-name guys, Jack Douglas and Bob Ezrin. Exactly. And of course, Bob, Ez- well, first of all, you know the title of the album where it came from, correct? I do not. Okay. Well, I don't, this is, <laughs> it's very, it's a very vulgar term that bikers use, how you get your wings. People can look that up. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I know. So, and it, um, yeah. Okay. So that's how they got the title. Um, but, and of course, Bob Ezrin has to have his stamp on this album by bringing in Dick Wagner to play Joe Perry's greatest solo ever on Drake at the Rowan. But uh, apparently they didn't like Bob Ezrin. And then Bob Ezrin in a recent interview said that, you know, he, he pretty much pushed him off to Jack Douglas, who in the rest Good. of his history. Yeah, Jack that, Douglas yeah. had his... Yeah. I mean, Jack Douglas really, for me, he really only has great work with early Cheap Trick and early Aerosmith. And I get, well, and I guess some John Lennon's the John Lennon stuff. Right. But I mean, I don't like that Yoko stuff, so. No. And he produced it, so. <laughs> yeah, okay. And he produced uh, Round Trip by The Knack, which is a really good Knack album, okay. their third album. But then, you know, that's joke. That's that's his claim to fame, and it's great. Yeah, exactly. I don't have that claim to fame. No, it's a stamp. <laughs> uh, this album sold three million copies, but I don't think initially no, either. This couldn't possibly. It had to be posthumous. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, yeah. all after Toys in the Attic is right. when these first two albums sold. Right. Again, we got eight songs, and let me see, Joe Perry co-writes one, two. He gets two co-writes on here, so he's they're starting the they're starting to write together more, which is good. Yeah. So what do you got? What's uh, one of the greatest titles of a song ever? Lord of the Thighs. That was also one yeah. of mine. So it's that's also our first crossover. It's a, it's a great. It's even better live, but this is the studio version. The production is so much better on this yeah. album already. You yeah. can tell. There's no, uh, there's no real hits on this album. I mean, I mean, I know when they on greatest hits, I think same old song and dance. Right. was probably the single. They've got the most airplay. Yeah, but yeah. there's no, there's no like, there's not really a hit on this. So which, there's FM hits, but what, not, I, what I always love about Lord of the Thighs Live is when because Brad Whitford plays the lead on that song. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Mister Whitford, and he always cuts into that part. That's so cool. So, that's the thing we yeah. should say. Uh, 
Brad Whitford is very, very, very important to this band. Yes. I mean, a lot of people are just like, Joe, Steven and Joe, but no. Brad is so amazing. Joe has even said that Brad's a better guitarist than he is. And do you, do you have the Whitford St. Holmes albums? Yes, but I couldn't get in with that much. Really? Yeah. Did I you hear know. the newest one? The new no, one? I did not. It's yeah. the same as the All first right. one. I mean, the same vein. Okay. I just love Derek St. Holmes' voice, and I just, uh, yeah, I like that. Maybe revisit this. I will. Do you, right. like the, do you like the Joe Perry solo albums? We're going to get into that first Joe Perry project, though. Mm, okay. Okay. We're going to me uh, on to that. Let me play. Uh, I had Lord of the Thighs also. Okay. So that was our crossover. I want to hear then Woman of the World. Ooh. Well, she's a woman of the world and God, she knows it. It makes me want to listen to both of these albums tomorrow. Yeah, that you dug like, deep there. Kudos, my yeah, man. Yeah, but that's like you know to pick my songs. I I would I would listen to like you know a couple minutes of each song, and, I, and I'm like, oh, I forgot how great Woman of the World is. But excellent, excellent choice. And what's yeah. your next one? All right, this is one of my. It would have to be one of my top five Aerosmith albums. Uh, Aerosmith songs. Top five Aerosmith songs. I love this song. All right, Seasons of Wither. When they play it live, it's incredible. Once again, too, and. I'm, I had to work really hard to become an average guitar player. When I learned how to figure, when I figured this out, I, I felt such a great sense of accomplishment <laughs> to play this on the acoustic guitar. So go for it. Chart-wise, the first Aerosmith album went up to number 21 on the U.S. album charts. Get Your Wings only went up to 74. Okay. So. But I think it, the 21 spot had to have happened after. It had to have, yeah. Yeah, because I, I we're, we're going to come up to Toys in the Attic now. Yeah. And it was that weird period, because this is when I first got into the band. Mm -hmm. It was a weird thing where Dream On was released as a single but, during... Like right yeah. around the same time as, as Walk and This Way. People might have motion. bought Toys in the Attic thinking Dream On was on that. Right. 
And I think Sweet Emotion was a before Walk This Way. It 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 was all. But this is this is their biggest album according to Wikipedia. This says eight million copies. Right. And this went to number eleven. And uh, now you your favorite you I see I like Toys in the Attic better than Rocks. Oh my God, no, please. I really do. I don't know. I don't um. Without it, with, it, it comes a little close, but. Rocks is the perfect album for me. See, that's what everyone right. always, everyone right. always says. Rocks is the best Aerosmith album. Yeah, it's possibly the best album. Oh my god! Yeah. Again, you know why I won't argue with him. <laughs> you know why? Tell everyone, Kyle. Because he's a hitman. Yeah, we know what he does. There you go. Um. <laughs> so now for for get your I keep saying um tonight. I hate when I say um. For toys in the attic, we got uh, Jack Douglas producing. Yes. On his own. Here yeah. we go. This he's like he's like George Martin with the Beatles. He's the sixth member of Aerosmith. <laughs> and apparently, so they really got on Tom Hamilton after Get Your Wings. So when I read the book, Tom Hamilton, because of Jack Douglas, practiced his ass off on mm-hmm. bass. And then you you could tell Toys in the Attic alone has great bass work. You know, along with the beginning yeah. of Sweet Emotion, and so. Tom Hamilton really upped his game because of Jack Douglas on this album. And now the band now is right. You know, Tom Hamilton has two co-writes. Brad Whitford has a co-write. So, you know, everyone's kind of starting to write and come together as a band. It's not just Stephen bringing his songs in. It seems right. like everyone's really gelling here. Yeah. So what's your, uh, what's your first song off of Toys in the Attic? Kyle, what do you think of this album cover? This is a good album cover. Yeah, I like it too. Thank you. And Toys in the Attic, did you, oh, you created this album? <laughs> uh, Toys in the Attic... <laughs> To me, toys, toys in the Attic means you're crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's got toys yeah. in the attic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love yeah. that. And they got the, uh, the, the classic Aerosmith font, but it's still mm-hmm. not. Now, they combine that with the wings in a little bit, and then that'll. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Just letting people know. Okay, what's your first song? Toys Joe? in the Attic. Let's oh, just it's such boom. a great song. Yeah. Kick it right off. gotta be honest listening to this Aerosmith, early Aerosmith bums me out because I know <laughs> I know it's gonna happen yeah, I know and it's just it's yeah. just like how did it happen yeah. I don't you get Diane Warren oh and boy oh boy Desmond Child and yeah <laughs> all right my first pick from Toys in the Attic is is maybe my favorite song on the album and it's No More No More oh crossover okay there we go right. it's a great tune yeah I love it absolutely love it Seen the daylight since we started this 
Toys in the Attic probably has the two songs that uh, a lot of people might be sick of hearing, which is yeah. Walk This Way and Sweet Emotion. And Sweet Emotion's an awesome song. It's yeah. just been so overplayed, you get sick of it, but, unfortunately. But, you know, live yeah. you get to hear the right. Tom's bass and everything. So Yes, yeah. All right. So and and No More No More, the, the, it was in the set list in pretty recent tours, so that was pretty cool. That's good. Yeah. Uh, well, we had a crossover there, so it's it stays with me, and I'm going to do the ballad that closes out the album, which is You See Me Crying. You see me crying, don't let it get you down. Uh, this number uh, of sales for Toys in the Attic, that, that had to be after the fact, too, because Rocks, it says, sold $4 million, And I would assume that Rocks would have just kept right. the trajectory going. Yes. But um, but we're here, we're here at Rocks in uh, 1976. This is your favorite Aerosmith album. This is possibly my favorite album ever out of any group. It's between that and Kiss Alive. Okay. All right. Silence. Okay. No, anyway, because I, no. It, this is the, this is the perfect album. It's top to bottom. Let me look here. Me Every look song is great. Here. All the band members write songs. They switch their instruments. There's songs where Tom Hamilton plays rhythm guitar and Joe Perry plays bass. You got the perfect rock ballad. They should stop making rock ballads after Home Tonight. It's just Home Tonight's a great tune. Yeah, it's just this. I love this album. Now look it's how great tune. albums were when there were just eight or nine songs. You know, then la- these later Aerosmith albums when they have some fourteen and fifteen and sixteen yeah. songs, and it's all a waste right. of time. Exactly, you're skipping over so many songs. Yes, take your best nine. It works. Yeah, it does. All right, what's your first song off of? Uh, I know this gets played a lot too, but it doesn't get played enough and it should always be their opener live and they only play it once in a while. In fact, I get pissed off at the band because <laughs> when they don't, like when they first started falling off the cliff for me mm-hmm. was when they played Woodstock. Big, you know, the second Woodstock. Yeah. Yeah, huge event. Not one song off of Rocks. I'm like, how can you do that? So anyway. Yeah, they should yeah. be... Uh, there should never these first four albums. There should be something. There should be well, two, they, they two off of each one. You know, they, yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree with you. So back in the saddle, just boom, go right at it. Joe Perry, six string bass.
That's a kick-ass song. Tyler and Perry. Yeah. Yes. Not Tyler Perry. That's a guy that wrote the Medea movies. <laughs> this is Tyler and Perry. I, was, I saw one of those. It was working out the other day. It was on the screen. I'm like, what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, I went deeper for uh, my two rock songs. Let's go with Sick as a Dog. Very nice. You can't go wrong in this album. So. I'm trying to think of the one that I might not like, but I can't figure it out. See, I do like all nine of these, but song for song, I like. I don't know why I like Toys in the Attic better. I don't know. I can't figure it out. <laughs> Especially with, I, I was never a big fan of Big Ten Inch. So, well, yeah, that's that's stupid, Diddy. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, so, if you're gonna, if, if we did, if we deduct, if we deduct for well, that, then, then, then rocks. Then wins. you're not you're not playing by the rules. All right. right. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, so uh, next song is probably my favorite Aerosmith song, and they have played it live recently. And I'm like the only guy cheering. Everybody's waiting, everybody's waiting to hear Love in the Elevator. So um, Rats in the Cellar, if I may go for two uh, spots in the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, this is a great tune. Yeah. What's cool, too, about this album is Last Child fades into Rats in the Cellar. Yes. Then Rats in the Cellar fades in the combination, which is Joe Perry singing, but it's Steven Tyler and Joe P. Mm -hmm. Perry singing together. But yeah. It's freaking awesome. I was, I was, uh, someone told me that the reason, like in the 70s, sometimes a song would fade into another one is they were hoping that DJs would just sometimes just let it play into the next song and then just you'd get, yeah, you'd get a twofer. Right. That's what I heard, Kyle. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> All right. Let's hear it. Jump to the other part? Yeah, if you jump to the other part, it goes in the, it leads into that ending jam. Okay. I love great harmonica too. This is nobody's fault but mine.
I forgot how much jamming there there is on these Aerosmith albums. Yes. song from rocks is lick and a promise yes love it You're a Cheap Trick fan? Yes. So these first four Aerosmith albums are, we, you could have picked any song off of any of these albums and I would have liked it. And for me, that's how I am with the first four Cheap Trick albums. Cheap Trick in Color, Heaven Tonight, and Dream Police, the yes. studio albums. Yes. You can just, they're, they're solid, yeah. top to bottom. You can pick any song. So, but now it's going to start to get dicey. Yes. And then I am... I'm excited to find out what you pick when we get really deep here into the catalog. Okay. I don't even know if I'm happy with the ones I picked. I'm not, but <laughs> I had to pick something. Uh, before we continue, uh, are you having fun? I'm having a great time. This is awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I should weigh in with, the, with, the, with oh, my album, album, cover. album cover. This is okay. a great album cover. Do not. This it's, is a great album cover. It, it is good. Yes. It just needs to either be centered or spread out. Okay. Because it's like, it's in the top, There's, like... Because there's a lot of black. Is that what you're saying? There, it's, there, no, there's it's, nothing wrong with this album. They didn't have... It was almost like they wanted to use this... Like, they didn't even have cassette tapes yet, right? Or right. did they? No. no. no they should have. I don't know. Because it, it almost looks like they didn't want to change the mm. image for the... So then they just put black around Because like, it's all just... It's like a postcard in the oh, middle of no, it. please stop. But I do like it. Okay. It's kind of like a Survivor album cover. No. <laughs> I just wish like I wish the logo was above and then that image was in the middle and then rocks at the bottom, you know. Like look oh. at look at Survivor when seconds count and then you'll you get know, you know so I got a Jim Peterick used to work out at my health club. He's uh, he grew up in Berwyn. That's yeah, where yeah, I grew yeah. up. Yeah, He's Berwyn, a Chicago Illinois. dude. He is a Chicago guy, yeah. He was a pretty uh, interesting looking fellow. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this one? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I was expecting a an image very small. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, before we continue, let's get this out of the way. What do you What do you think of those headphones? These BCLs? headphones are awesome. They really yes. are, aren't they? Yes, they are. I mean, look, I know we got them for free, and I know we have to read this for I think four more episodes. When does When does this drop? Because if you're looking, if someone likes music in your life, these would be a good Christmas gift. This and this will drop on um, uh, December twenty eighth. Okay. So, so hey, if you got some <laughs> gift you, cards, or if you got some yeah. shitty thing that you can take or, back, 
buy yeah, you get uh, shitty headphones, take yeah. them back. Or if you're celebrating Orthodox Christmas, and that's that, true. Like, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Or if you're trying to if you're trying <laughs> to make up, uh, get someone like a New Year's Eve present. Well, it's right. go, it's a gold frankincense and bows, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, let's read this. Let's do this. Uh, and everyone that sits here and wears these headphones loves these headphones. Yeah. David Wilde loved them. Alexi Lawless <laughs> loved them. Uh, Walter Egan loved them. Mm-hmm. Action Skulls loved them. Everyone said these are the best, these are the greatest headphones ever. Uh, and this episode of the Rock Solid Podcast is brought to you by Bose, the engineers behind some of the world's best audio products, including Bose Quiet Comfort 35 noise canceling headphones. We're wearing them right now. We've been listening to Aerosmith with these headphones on. Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to, when you're at the gym, what kind of headphones do you have? I don't listen to music when I work out. I want to hear what's going around with me. All right. So, but on the airplane, I listen to music. And I have a, a set of bows. You do? Are they noise canceling? Yes. Yeah. They're probably, the, they're probably the, 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 the model that was before this, maybe. Yes. The 25. Yeah. This is the 35. Okay. Yeah, these are great. Bose literally invented the technology of noise canceling almost 40 years ago because they believed that by blocking out unwanted sounds and distractions, you can get immersed in what you truly love. All of the on-air talent here at the Rock Solid Podcast use the Bose QuietComfort 35 headphones during our recording because we want to hear what you're going to hear. Kyle? Uh, Bose, get closer. Thank you, Kyle. You kind of make it sound like you've dropped it in every time you start it, Mm -hmm. but you clearly don't. No, no. (laughs) It's very strange. I know. I did, I did record one and then I was just dropping it in, but I didn't, I, I, it wasn't a good one. I'd rather have fun with it, a little bit of fun with it. You know what <laughs> why, would you, why would you record and keep the one that wasn't good? I don't know. I don't know. Because I did it like three times here by myself. And I'm like, that one's good enough. I'm not a good reader. You know that. All right. We're moving on to 1977, Draw the Line. Yes. This is uh, produced again by Aerosmith and Jack Douglas. Uh, it's got a great album cover. Yes. Covers done by Al Hirschfeld. I uh, brought you, in fact, Kyle, I brought you a gift. This is washed. This is yours because it is. Oh, a, thank you. It's the only thing great about the album, really. The album is the cover. album cover. Yes. I, drew, I, I drew that in eighth grade and had it in my desk and someone destroyed it's, it. Oh, and I oh. don't know who did it. I wish I would have known because I would have loved to have kicked his ass. But no well, you would have killed him now. Well, yeah, <laughs> and now and this is when we get the, this is when we get the the classic. This is awesome. Air, I'm holding it up as if there's a camera yeah, there. Sure. <laughs> Kyle, just, could you hold it up so the Keurig coffee maker? We have actually is, a camera. This is my it. thanks to you because I love well, how thank you, you so always much. talk about the album. Covers. Oh well, thank you. It, yeah, this is a great album. It, it really adds to the. And, yeah. and again, that's the classic Aerosmith logo now uh, appears with this album cover. Yes, with the wings and the and the whole deal. So. <clears throat> With Toys in the Attic and Rocks, I know they were doing a lot of drugs. In fact, Steven Tyler says that scarf on Get Your Wings is filled with uppers and downers. <laughs> so apparently on Toys in the Attic and Rocks, they found the perfect balance of their drug and mm-hmm. alcohol intake. This is where it falls off the cliff because this album's a mess. It's, it's... They went to like a castle in upstate New York or something, and mm-hmm. Steven Tyler and Joe Perry weren't talking to each other. And what a disappointment this album was. And again, we're talking, they had an album in 73, 74, 75, 76, and here's 77. They're like five years, five albums, five tours. But yeah, this is, um, 
This is a rough go, although I like it more now than I used to. Because they put out crap now. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. So this yeah. seems like yeah, a masterpiece. Exactly. Krang Magazine listed it as uh, number 37 among the 100 greatest heavy metal albums of all time. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, insanity. Right. What's your, what's your song off here? I mean, there's only, there's only a few great songs. Right. There. And draw the line. Draw the line. There you go. And this is a crossover. The album really falls apart at the end with the hand that feeds, sight for sore eyes, yes. and milk cow blues. It's just, yeah. who cares? But I, I remember, mean, did you remember seeing the California Jam on TV? Yes. Yeah, so they played this live, mm-hmm. and I, I went crazy. Yeah, I it's such like, a great yeah. song. I mean, yeah. they could... Um, with the slide guitar and everything. So, I mean, they, they could they could open a show with Draw the Line, too. But They have, yeah, they have, but uh, no, I agree. Yeah. So that was a crossover, so I'm going to go with the song... That follows this one on the album, and it's uh, I Want to Know Why. so popular they were still able to sell two, two million albums with right this. and they were i mean so all their concerts that they were playing were these big baseball and football stadiums yeah with ted nugent acdc it was like the same lineup you know, world series of rock or whatever they yeah. must have been so, terrible yeah I, they, they couldn't have been they must have been so bad everyone well even when i first saw them the first couple times yeah it, they were a mess and you can find stuff all over YouTube where it's everything's out of tune and yeah. <laughs> Have you but ever they, seen them in Boston? No, oh. no. I there is a great show though. We'll get to that though when they get back together. Um, okay, go oh. to my next song. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So uh, next song, and I wonder if this was a big fu to Steve uh, to uh, Joe Perry because it was written by everybody except for Joe Perry. Um, <laughs> because I know they weren't talking at this point. That's always um, good to make an album when you're not talking. Yeah, right. I, I guess, it, so I, apparently Joe Perry was holed up in the room with his wife just doing drugs the whole time and they would get together occasionally. Even Douglas, I know what song yeah. this is, I, and even Douglas gets a co-writing credit on this. The <laughs> right. producer. Yeah, I know. Everyone but Joe. Yeah. So I have two parts on this at 139. It's Kings and Queens. I mean, Draw the Line and Kings and Queens are the two, really, the saving graces of the whole album. Yes. I still, I do like what I just played and I... And, and I like uh, Critical Mass is okay. Right. Bright Light Fright, 
Get yeah. it up. Those are okay. But you then, know, we, get it up. I just it just falls off the cliff for me. I just, yeah. I, I like, and then wasn't Chip Away the Stone the studio version recorded at this yeah, time? So I don't know. They played it live at Cal Jam, but then there's with, a studio version. There's a studio version. But Night in the Ruts has that album cover, and they were going to maybe call that Chip Away at the Stone. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chip Away yeah. at the Stone would have helped this out a lot. I agree. All right. Yeah. Kings and Queens. I just, I just played through to the Thanks second the, part. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, that's... Uh, so close. So know. now, in the in the meantime, they make that Sgt. Pepper movie, too. So I had yep. my I made my dad take me to that. Mm-hmm. We just like, watched it a couple yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> Literally, we watched it a couple weeks ago. I was so embarrassed. That was so bad. Their I scene's mean, good, though. They're good in it. Their scene is good, yeah. But I think their that. version of Come Together is as good as the Beatles. I agree. I really yeah. do. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's really great. Yes. And that was produced by George Martin. Yes. Yeah. Too bad he they, he they were probably too messed up to ever do a whole album with but George UF, Martin. But your band UFO did. That's absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. No place to run. Yes. I love that album. Yeah. I love that album cover. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. Look up UFO. No place to run. You'll like that album cover. What if we just wait to we look at yeah. it? It's a good album cover. Come on now. Oh, that is a good album cover. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I have that yeah. one. That, right. that one signed on the wall. At, really? Oh, okay. Yes. I've seen that then. Yeah. By all four. By Andy Parker, um, Paul Paul Raymond, no, and, and Phil Mogg, just okay. the three that are in, for, currently for, in the band. For those listening, they're at a is it a are they at a gas gas station? station? Yeah, they look like a gang. Apparently, yeah. Tonka's just giving guitar lessons yeah. in Jacksonville, Florida. I you know. Should, you should go find him. I would I yeah. <laughs> I would love I would love to talk to him because yeah. I won't sign anything. Put your fingers on <laughs> fret three. <laughs> um. Okay, now, Night in the Ruts, I love this album. Right. And this album has one, two, three. It's got three covers on it, but back in the day when I bought this album and probably didn't read who wrote the songs, these sound like Aerosmith songs to me. Exactly. So I knew the one song was a Yardbird song. Yeah, yeah. I think it sounds a lot better. And I thought it was like their comeback album. After, I really did after, too, yeah. after after the but mess that was... I'm telling you, they're, they're pop- something happened with them and Kiss in my neighborhood where they just really, their popularity plummeted. I, yeah, back yeah. in the... You, you, and guys you, started getting into more like Rush and you know, and then there was the disco guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, was, but yeah, this is 1979 but, right. and um, they have Gary Lyons. He's co-producing instead of uh, Jack Douglas isn't here for this one. And um, 
And Joe doesn't play on a couple songs. Right, and it took Steven Tyler forever to write lyrics for the album. That's why it took so long to make. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I love every song on this album. I really yes. do. This is ba- for me, this is back to a form. I agree. For them. And, 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 and the, I love the album cover concept, too. This is a great. Do you like this album cover? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this one. Like so the ruts, I there, love it. There was talk that they were going to call the album "Chip Away at the Stone." That's mm-hmm. why they have that album cover. So All right, it would make more sense. But what's it, your? F- it kind of does look like an old photo. Like if you just if you took the yeah yeah, yeah. Aerosmith if you didn't know that that was Aerosmith and you said like is this a photo or is this like a real photo? I agree. Or? Like Tyler's hairs, uh, they they look of of that era. Yeah, they look like coal miners. They really do. I love it. Yeah. Wonder if that was done. Wonder if that was just done in a studio, or do you think that was out? Do you think that's outside? I think it's at a real coal mine. Um, I can look it up while we play this song. Okay. <laughs> what's your, what's your? I know we're gonna have a crossover here. Chiquita. It's no, we don't have a crossover. Has awesome. It's great. Original riffs in it. I just love this song. All right, cool. Yeah. There, it's so great. The um, you know, the production's better on this album than Draw the Line. Steven's voice is better on this album than yes. Draw the Line. Yeah. How does Draw? How does the production suffer on Draw the Line? You got the same people. I, <laughs> I have no know. idea what yeah, happened with that. Exactly. Draw the Line. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with no surprise. Okay. And that tells the story about T- the band. Tells the story yeah. of the band. Opens up the album. Surprise with a Z. Oh, sorry. I'm still looking at that. I can't find anything about the... Uh... That's cool, Kyle. You did your best. Well, you tried. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Love it. 
What's your next song? My next song is a, another great song. It's called Bone to Bone, Coney Island Whitefish. <laughs> it's so good. Yes. Now, do you know jam. what a Coney Island Whitefish is? Yes, I do. It's I, a, just, I just read it in the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a condom that washes up, right? Exactly. The used condom? On Coney Island, though. On Coney it has Island. to be on Coney mm-hmm. Island. Yeah, take the family there yeah. for vacation. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. <laughs> this is right. at 158, right? Yes. Okay. And we're not playing any of the covers so far. No. And my next song is not one of the covers either. And uh, yeah, we're not playing any of the covers, but the covers are amazing. Yes. I'm going to go with the song that closes out the album, the ballad written for uh, Stephen's. <coughs> we're a mess. I just sneezed. Uh-huh. You sneezed and it made me cough. I hope it's going that way. I'm flying tomorrow. I'm not cutting okay. this out. Okay. Uh, song is called Mia. Okay. It's written for Stephen's daughter. Yes. And a uh, nice ballad. So let's hear it. one of those songs where he doesn't say the the title of the song in the album in the, the title of the song in the song like i don't think he says the word mia right in there at all okay um so, during this tour was the spilt milk incident it oh yeah is this when the, is this when the wives throw milk at each other yeah it was Alyssa perry who steven i, I guess no one like there, she. I guess she was a piece of work, but it, Joe doesn't even speak well of her. And she, no, threw, Joe's head over heels over that new wife, though. Yes, he has her on his guitar. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. Billy, Billy, yes. they're they're yeah. inseparable. Right, exactly. So, so anyway, anyway tell us about. Threw, it. I guess apparently there was a fight after the show in Cleveland, World one of the World Series of Rock deals, and she threw milk on Tom Hamilton's wife, and they got in a big fight, and Joe left the band. Then they go. So, what do we learn from this? Wives don't go on tour. No. Don't drink milk. <laughs> don't drink milk. <laughs> yeah, what are they doing yeah. drinking? Yeah, I know. I'm sure it was milk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more a powdery substance. But I don't know. Um, so then, then there's like this big delay. Powdered so, milk. <laughs> powdered milk. <laughs> <laughs> so in the meantime, Kim, did you 
download the Joe Perry song? Because Joe. Oh yeah, I've, uh, right, so I've, Joe yeah, Perry releases this kick ass. What's that? Whoa. Oh. I think that's outside. Okay, right. we're, we're good. All right. That was weird. Joe Perry re- makes this kick ass solo album, the Joe Perry Project. I love it. And I saw him live at Chicago Fest, which we were talking about earlier. And if you could just play just a bit of shooting stuff. This is uh, from. Is this from Let the Music Do the Talking? Yeah, Let the Music Do the Talking. Yeah, it's a great album cover. Yeah. Do you see the album cover on this one? Joe singing this one? Yeah, Joe singing this. Let me tell you something. These headphones are incredible. I mean, you can hear the other guitar chunking away in my right ear. Yeah, yeah I, uh, that song hasn't ever sounded as good as it did right now in right. these Bose headphones. Bose, so, get closer. Exactly. So anyway, I, I saw him live at Navy Pier when Navy Pier was a dump, ladies and gentlemen. It's not the tourist attraction. He's <laughs> at Chicago Fest. He opened up with Toys in the Attic. It was a great show. And then in the meantime, Brad Whitford decides to leave and... Whitford, Whitford St. Holmes, Holmes which, which I love. Then Joe, then Steven Tyler falls into more drug abuse and gets into a motorcycle accident. So we finally get the next album, which is it's 1982. So it's three years since Night in the Ruts. This is a horrible album cover. It's this is the worst. This is atrocious. And I think I think oh, it's the colors. I don't think it's that bad. I think they. I think in their behind the music they talk about how when they. They went and they saw Spinal Tap <laughs> and the whole Stonehenge thing, and they were like, oh, no. Stonehenge. <laughs> I mean, Rock in a Hard Place. I like the album a lot. It's I a like, great title. I yeah. I, there's, I don't, there's no song on here that I don't like. Right. I like all the songs. This is a good yeah. album. Yes. And we got Jimmy Crespo and uh, Rick Dufay, whose who daughter is... In, Minka Kelly. Minka Kelly, yes. yes. That's the greatest gift he's given us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, she's absolutely beautiful. I, I've seen uh, I've seen pictures like on the web where him and her are out eating together. You know, because she's right. an actress and he lives out here too. What does he do? I don't know. I mean, I, like I could probably get a guy like that on here, but the only thing we can talk about is right this because I don't know anything else that he's done. I know cleaning up after Steven Tyler. Dude, that's all I know. Interviews. So I saw him live in this tour, and Steven could barely stand, but Crespo was good. And Rick Dufay was all over the place. He made he was the show. Yeah, I he mean, was, I yeah. I like I mean, if this look, if 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 Whitford and Perry had never come back, and this was the lineup that we had right now, I'd be fine with it. I you know it wouldn't be the originals, but those right. guys I like those guys a lot. What's yes. Jimmy Crespo doing right now? I know. Last I heard, he was doing he was playing shows in Vegas. He would play stuff off Rock and Hard Place and I mean, you know, I mean, doing gigs. I don't know if they do session work or what. But it's a tough. Yeah. It's a tough thing. You're in this band, and you know, you know, if Joe Perry wants to come back, we're, and, and Brad, we're out. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess Rick Dufay goes on record saying, you know, you got to get the guys back. You can't do this anymore. Yeah, but, you can't do yeah. this anymore. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at these songs, and I love all these songs. What do you got for us? I got Jailbait. I got two times on here. Uh, it's the first song in the album. Yeah, 
That's and that's a crossover because yeah, I, okay. I have a jailbait also. It's so good. Take it all, leave it on Saturday night. It goes into a pretty good, cool jam. If you're a fan of Judge Roy Moore, this is his favorite song. <laughs> I do like Jailbait by Motorhead better, though. I thought you were going to say, I do like Judge Roy Moore. <laughs> no, I, He's I, actually I, a pretty good dude. No, I. Yeah, that's, that's not cool. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. Um, okay, that was a crossover, so let's, uh, let's jump to me. I love Jailbait. It's so good. I mean, when I bought this album, I'm trying to think, like, I turned it over. I'm like, oh, that's, where's Joe and Brett? I mean, that was when there wasn't internet, so you kind of didn't know. Yeah, you just found out through Kering or, yeah, yeah, yeah mostly or Cream. Cr- yeah, Cream. Circus. Or, yeah, exactly. But, Kering um, had the most up-to-date stuff. And sometimes you didn't know at all. Like, you, I talk about this a lot. Like, you didn't really know when an album was coming out. Exactly. It was just you yeah. hear a song on the radio, and then the DJ might say, that's the new, you know, Aerosmith that should be in store soon. And you'd be like, what? So I'd be, like, calling every week. When's that Aerosmith album coming in? Sometimes they would know, but sometimes they wouldn't. I still haven't recovered from the trauma of finding the Elder. I didn't even know their Kiss was releasing that, and there's this big brown album with a little Kiss logo. So yeah, do you like the Elder? Um, I like it because it's not unmasked. <laughs> I don't hate unmasked either. I uh, I like that. I like that poppy stuff that they did. No, you don't like uh, you don't like Shandy. No, tomorrow. No, I uh, no. I mean, is that you? Tomorrow's great. Is that you? They just played on the Kiss Cruise. I like. The, did you go on the Kiss Cruise? No, I have not gone. It just sounds like I don't know. I don't know. It sounds. My friend, I, our friend Craig goes. Craig yeah. and Megan go. Um, the um, I feel I, like I feel like I wouldn't like the other people on the Kiss Cruise. <laughs> you mean right. Paul and Gene? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the three Ace songs on Unmask are good. I like Torpedo Girl, Two Sides of the Coin. I love Ace Freely. They're pretty good. But, I mean, I don't, I can't. I that can't. cover's not, that cover's. No, that cover's oh, unmasked. Oh, it's like yeah. a comic book? The right? only yeah, thing that's yeah. great is that the last panel is the guy says, I still say they stink. And that might be the only time Kiss had a sense of humor about themselves. <laughs> right. And there yeah. was probably a very big discussion about it. Uh, where are we at? You, we just played Jailbait, so yes. now we're going to meet. And I, I, now this song, uh, Brad actually plays some acoustic guitar on this one. This is Lightning Strikes. Right. Boys and dogs are ready to rumble. Right on the streets, I'm here, they're going to tumble. 
And there's a video for this song too. They made right. a video. Yeah. So. So apparently on the video, they only show part of... Something's wrong, something happened with Steven Tyler. He got into another accident or something. And <laughs> His hair's like in a pompadour. Yeah, it's like all right. slicked back. Yeah, and exactly. He has like a, yeah. a lead pipe. Like that's what he's going to yeah. fight with. Now, on this tour, they, they played two nights in Chicago. Did, did you so, see this tour? Yeah, I saw this tour. And Rick Dufay... Oh, that's right. You yeah, just told us. Yeah, Rick, Rick Dufay made the show. He was great. He was all over the stage. And how are, uh, how are Tom and Joey at this time when they're on... I mean, they were playing. <laughs> they were playing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How was it? Steven? Steven didn't talk to the audience. Okay. I think he said, uh, what's up, Chicago? Are you still left up? And that's the only thing he said to the crowd. <laughs> and I thought he was going to keel over at any point. I, he, I think he did some twirls and stuff, but I was watching mostly Rick DeFay. He was the, he was the star of the show. Now, they do, a, they do a cover of an old standard, Cry Me a River, on this album. And you... When I say that, that doesn't sound like a good combination. It's fantastic. Right. It's yeah. really good. What's your next song? Bitches Brew. Oh, yeah. We, we just played the first uh, three songs on the album, too. Right. And, and the rest of the songs are Bolivia Ragamuffin's great. Yes. Uh, Joni's Butterfly is great. Rockin' a Hard Place Jig is up. I love it all. I love all this album. Yes. This whole thing. So let's play Bitches Brew. So I'm a freshman in college at this point, and it was just myself and a couple other guys on campus that liked, still liked Aerosmith, mm -hmm. Kiss, and then we liked all the up and like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and you know people were just thought we were the biggest dorks because we liked <laughs> these bands. But now I went to University of Iowa. Now you know you, you go to a football game and they're playing Metallica, they're playing all these bands during the football game that yeah. used to make fun of us for liking. But uh, yeah, so we were the only couple guys that on campus. And then a couple of years later, they were the biggest band again. But we'll, we'll get to that point. Well, see, this is the thing. When you know people make fun of the music that I still love and still listen to, you know, you turn on a sporting event or something, and they do a music sting into commercial. It's not uh, Demi Lovato no. or, or uh, Katy Perry or right. 
or Imagine Dragons. It's it's Sticks or Journey or Van Halen. It's yeah. it's that me or ACDC. So you know, exactly. people can suck it. Exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, I had a girl dump me because I went to the Kiss concert oh, yeah. in Dubuque, Iowa. So, and then, you know, 10 years later, they're begging me for tickets when they got back together with the makeup. You are so, so yeah, you know. better off without that yeah, woman. Exactly. Anyway. So anyway, uh, Whitford and Perry get back in the band. Yeah, they do, right? And they do the Back in the Saddle tour. Mm-hmm. So this is where I was going to talk to you. They do a show. It's a New Year's Eve show at the Orpheum in Boston, Kyle. You have to watch it. I think it's one of the best live performances they've ever put on. It, if, I don't, sometimes it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they take it off. I just love it. It's just a great, great show. But then the album that they make. Yes. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it's kind of weak. It's it, and they get Ted Templeman to produce it. I know. And you yeah. know what? Ted Templeman didn't do a good job with Aerosmith, and he didn't do a good job with Cheap Trick either, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. I, I, mean, so, I mean, he was great with the Doobie Brothers, great with Van Halen. Yes. But... Maybe not in Montrose. Yeah, great yeah. with Montrose, but not great with the bands that you and I love, Cheap Trick and Aerosmith. So right. what do you? So yeah. first of all, you know they open up with "Let the Music Do the Talking," which is it's, it's a cover of right, and it's Joe's nowhere song. near as good as the version on Joe Perry's album. Yeah, in my opinion. So my first song I'm going to go with is "My Fist Your Face." That's and that's a good song. Yeah. things we forgot to say also this was the comeback album yes they were no longer on columbia records correct they were signed to geffen records which is a pretty big deal because geffen had john lennon and they had elton john and um don henley i mean they had big big artists right so um so that was a pretty big deal in the meantime columbia is releasing these live albums and greatest hits albums that just explode i think their greatest hits album is their biggest seller yeah 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 so they're and We'll get, we, should, we should get into them talking about how they blew all their money doing drugs. Mm-hmm. I think part of it's true, part of it's not. Joe yeah. Perry's, I think they got a pretty raw deal like a lot of bands did with Lieber Krebs yeah, yeah, yeah. and with their record deal. So That was they, their management, Lieber yeah, Krebs. Ex- exactly. So I don't think they blew all their money on drugs. I believe it was a, one of the contributing factors, but I think, they're, I think they had a pretty crappy deal with their uh, management. And this also, this album cover, it's it's... It's it's written backwards. Do you see this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no logo on it. Right. 
It's it's just it doesn't jump off the shelves. It should have had their logo. It, I, I like that it's backwards. It's lazy. It's just like four colors, the the five elves, colors. The album is it's a good term for the album. It's lazy. It's, yeah, the yes. whole album is yeah, lazy yeah, to be honest. Yeah. And it's it should have their lo- like I think if their logo was backwards and it looked like a broken mirror. Right. That would be yeah. cool. Yeah. And maybe like maybe when it's broken underneath is their logo the right way or something. So like half of it probably should have just been a mirror with cocaine all over it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now I did pick, let the music do the talking because if if I'm going to pick songs off this album, that's, I think it's one of the best songs on this album. So this one opens uh, the album and let's hear it. Later pressings of the album, they did use the, uh, they did put the logo on the album. Okay. But um, yeah, let me, got a quote here from Joey Kramer. He said that the band, here we go. He expresses dislike of Done With Mirrors, uh, claiming the band never really finished it. And it kind of does sound like it's not just. Exactly. It almost sounds like demos. It just doesn't yes. sound yeah. like a, like a, like I can't believe that they turned this in and Geffen went. Like, I would have thought they would have said, guys, this isn't done yet. Right. Throwing it back. Yeah. It's uh, just such a, yeah, it's. I know. I was it, really, it was, it was kind of a letdown, but I was happy the original guys got back yeah, together it, and they were great on the back in the saddle tour, but then they came out with this. But I never listened to this album. No. Like I'll listen to, I'll put draw the line in before this album. Yes. Really. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What's yeah. your next tune on this? All right. One? So my next tune, um, it's, it's a slow, slower song. And the reason I like it, uh, my, my girlfriend in college. <laughs> I actually had a crush on her older sister. So there's a line in there about, you know, an older sister. Yeah, yeah. So Reason the Dog is the song they chose. And the band wrote all these songs. Doesn't this album make you want to just go to sleep? It does. Yeah, it's just not, I know. Yeah. So uh, my next song's uh, what are you going to say, Kyle? Oh, uh, <laughs> Kerrang gave this uh, five stars. Five, out of st- five stars. Five out of five? Yeah. Really? Kerrang did. Yep. Those guys were doing something with mirrors over at the Kerrang offices. Yes. Let's hear uh, Sheila. Sheila! It's like the songs aren't terrible, but they're not good either. Right. It's like unreleased demos. Yes, it's exactly yes. what it's on. Like. 
It went gold. They got a gold album out of it. But back then, that's not saying much. No. Compared to what the other band, you know. Yeah, true. Band. Yeah. Like when I look so. back and I'm like, oh, gold album. That's right. cool. Yeah. But uh, so I guess, I mean, I, I guess it's all right. But but now, but now two years later. Right. Drug free. Yeah. Bruce Fairbairn comes in. Right. Well, we got to talk about the run DMC thing. Well, yeah, right that's there. really yeah. what really puts them back. Right. In, we're not going to play it, though. Are we? No. No, uh, please, no. Yes. No. They, they record a version of Walk This Way with run DMC. They look wasted in that run DMC video, yes, too. They, yes, they do. Also, Done With Mirrors, I don't think there's any videos from that album, is there? No. no there's a live video for... Let the music do the talking. Yes, but yes. It's, it's live footage over the studio right. track. Yeah. It's just bullshit yeah but yeah um yeah they they just they wildly successful with this um and back in the mainstream right i think they played on the mtv uh, video music awards with run dmc but it's really joe and steven it's not an aerosmith exactly. run dmc collaboration yes but that really uh that gets them some street cred yes again yeah and uh and they get themselves cleaned up right, right. They're, so they're cleaned up for so apparently their manager, Tim Collins, who came over from Joe Perry, said, if you guys clean up, I'll make you the biggest band in the world in, by 1990. And, and it came to fruition. Yeah. And so. I know later on they, they have problems with Tim Collins, but he, yeah. did, he did do what he said he would do. Right. Uh, I like this album cover. Kyle, what do you think of Permanent Vacation? Um, it's, it's fine. It looks like a Greatest Hits album cover. It kind of does. Okay. I see what you're saying. Which may, may have been by design since Maybe. the Greatest Hits sold a lot yeah this uh this is really the comeback album it's the comeback album i don't like it it's um i was happy that they came back and they were popular mm -hmm. again but i couldn't get into it that much yeah now um prior to uh to picking these songs you know for the yeah. show yeah uh when i got to uh permanent vacation to listen through and pick my songs in my head i thought Oh man, permanent vacation. I love it. This is going to be great. And then as I went through it, I'm like, this kind of doesn't hold up. Right, exactly. I mean, I remember really loving it when it came out, but it just kind it just doesn't hold and up. And I think it's the co-writers. Yeah, we got Desmond Child, Jim Jim Valens, Holly Knight. Right. Uh Yeah, those are the, those are the three that are are on this. But um but as the co-writers did in the 80s, you know, it, this was the time when Hart exactly. and Cheap Trick and all those bands, yes. they needed a second lease yeah. on life. They needed bon, a comeback. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Right. And, um, and these co-writers, it did work. They got, we got the singles here, Ragdoll, Dude Looks Like a Lady, and Angel. Yes. And those are all wildly successful. And they're massive and they have videos yes. and they're and, big again. Yep. And, and Angel is... Uh, Tyler and Desmond Child, Dude Looks Like a Lady is Tyler Perry and Desmond Child, and Ragdoll is Tyler Perry, Jim Valance, who's Brian Adams' um, writing partner, and Holly Knight. All those are the co-writes. Yeah. So what, what do you have for us off of this? Magic Touch. That's a great tune. Yeah. Listen to that 80s production. Right.
This is their longest album, 12 songs, 51 minutes. I mean, right. this is, is this right when the CD was coming out? Because, yeah. Yeah. So Def Leppard was like the first band to really make a CD oriented yeah. with Hysteria. So, yeah. My first song, I went with the opening track, Hearts Done Time. There's a Beatles cover on here too that's great. Down. I'm down. I'm down, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And the the last song, the movie, is kind of more like an atmospheric interlude type thing. Correct. I, I I know on CD I never I just after right. I heard it. I once, had a hard time I, picking two songs from this. I almost took the Beatles song. But I went with Dude because it's a good hit. I mean yeah. it's a, they, they, they still play it. Yeah, they play it. It's enjoyable. It's and for for a big bombastic ballad, Angel's fine. No, <laughs> <laughs> they should have stopped at home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you just did what Alexi did when I said I like wasted. Oh, that, no! Come on, he now he was wrong there. <laughs> Wasted's a good song. But anyway, <laughs> that's what people are telling me. Yeah. <clears throat> Also, they're working with uh, the A and R guy. I think is John Kalodner. Yes, the, the long hair and the long, long hair, beard. long beard, yes. and he's uh, he's in this video. Uh, my last song that I picked on here is one that Tyler and Whitford wrote together. No other co-writers, and it's the it's the uh, title track, "Permanent Vacation." You can tell because we're cutting these songs off. Yeah, we're, I know we're exactly. Just, so I do, I do like the uh, the drums, the, the steel drums. Steel yeah. drums, yes. Yeah. Now again, this an album that I thought I really enjoyed. I haven't played this in years. This album, no. So which means I don't really enjoy it. Exactly. So now, yeah. would you pull out "Draw the Line" before "Permanent Vacation"? Oh, hands down. Not and even so, close. what would you if you if if you could only take one of these on the desert island? Would you take "Done with Mirrors" or "Permanent Vacation"? Done with mirrors. Wow, it's a tough. It's yeah. a tough because they're so different again, dude. Like this might be this is overproduced, right? And that's underproduced. So this next album should have been done with the, mirrors, I think. Yeah, yeah. The more I look at this album cover, 
like I get the permanent because it's a bunch of tattoos. Yeah, yeah, around. yeah. I love this part. Right. But the but it's kind of like Cheap Tricks, the latest. Like it doesn't really make sense. Like the album cover doesn't match it the title. Match the title. At like all. they should all be on a beach or something. Now the next al- like or on a desert <laughs> island, but like yeah. acting like it's a beach. Right. Now the next album cover matches the title, but it's just so <laughs> such an immature album cover. But it's it's it works. It's Aerosmith. Well, I mean, it's Steven, not. It's, yeah. it's Steven's sense of humor. They should right. just called it fucking trucks. <laughs> fucking trucks. I would have loved that. Uh, or truck, truck and fucks or something. <laughs> now, for me, they took what they they took what they wanted to do with permanent vacation, and they, and this time they they did it. Yes. This and they not a lot of co-writers. Most no, of the album is written by the band. Just ten songs. Yeah, and yet Desmond Child on he co-writes uh, just Fine. two songs. Fine, and, and uh, Young Lust has a has a co-writer. Yeah, but you're and this is um, I love Pump. I love Pump too. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's it, uh, even even what it takes. Great girlfriend song, possibly the best girlfriend song. This is the last great Aerosmith album. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We agree. I agree. Let's air shake. Definitely. We're shaking our air hands, fist pump. All right. What do you... uh, Monkey on my back. Great tip. You know what I started noticing in these albums, though? Joe Perry's guitar got really wimpy sounding, his leads. Like, really twangy. Yeah. It doesn't have that ballsy sound anymore, and I don't know why he went to that. And it continues throughout these albums. Drives Uh, me crazy. Even the lead on that song, it's weak. I'll listen for it on the next ones we play. But uh, I think you're right. This album sold 7 million copies. It's huge. Permanent Vacation sold 5 million. I mean... From from done with mirrors selling five hundred thousand to permanent vacation selling five million. That was the power of those videos. Yes, and uh, and and just the air the nonstop airplay that they got. When yeah, they, and maybe that was Tim Collins' input. Maybe he's exactly. like, you guys got to make videos. Yeah. So I love uh, I love the opening track. I love Young Lust. Oh, 
Uh, did you have you ever seen? I'm sure you have the the documentary, The Making of Pump. Yes, yes, I have. You know, it was disappointing for me because I up, up till that time I didn't realize this that when you're making an album, you might just sing a line at a time. Yeah. Because in that video, in that making of, you can see Steven Tyler was saying he's just singing a line at a time, and then they piece it together, and right. I'm like, I oh, I didn't yeah. know that. That's right. what they did. Yeah, I know. It's well, weird. I, I don't know, if it, but sometimes maybe they, I mean, they did it then. I but mean, it's better than auto tune. This is true. Yeah. He's still singing it. Yeah. But, yeah. But uh, I always just thought the bands went in and like, uh, they, they all, they all play, you know, Steven Tyler might like the right. band might lay down their track and then Steven sings the vocal live in a booth or what, but yeah. Right. And he is, he is doing that, but they were literally piecing sing, it together. Piecing it together. I know it's kind of weak. Yeah. I think it's different if you sing it the whole way through. Who's this talking? Me. And then, <laughs> and then uh, you sing it the whole way through, and it's like, oh, you messed up the third line, so just re-sing. Yeah, re-sing. And it. then we'll... Yeah. Yeah. The but other, he, the cool thing, though, in that... Um, I'm sorry, were you done? No, nah, I was just, just going to say <laughs> that... Sorry. Uh, I was going to say, like, but then Meatloaf does it, and it still sounds horrible. Oh, he sings a word at a time. Oh, God. Just try this syllable. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Peter Boyle and Young Frankenstein. Bat out of hell. One uh, on the roots. I do like in the in the the same making of Pump documentary though, where Tom is just sitting in a chair and just like working out the bass riffs, yes. and it's amazing. Tom's cool. Yeah, he's like laid back, never got into the drama, just stayed yeah. with the band. Yeah. Even when they got clean, he's like, I didn't have a problem. I didn't, yeah. Why do I have to go to rehab? And he's like, even though they, this, even though this. This Tom left the band for some years. Tom Peterson, that's how he is for me. He's just, just laid back and cool. So when Tom Peterson left Cheap Trick, they, I, I stopped following him. Then when he got back in, it's, I, uh, they, I love Tom Peterson. They made four albums yeah. without Tom, and two are good. One's great, one's good. The other two are right, just exactly. abysmal. Yeah. But not the fault of the bassist. No, not the fault <laughs> of the bassist. Um, right. What's your next song? Uh, Love in an Elevator. I know it's overplayed, but I think it's a great song. It is a great song. Yeah. And no co-writers. No co-writers. Tyler and Perry. song is also one of the hits it's the song that closes out the album it's what it takes i love this yeah, song it's the perfect girlfriend song. it's really a great yeah, tune yeah oh wait what what sorry i was that's okay what it takes there we go Find another man Is it easy to say 
I love uh, I love that toss of the dice when his voice. Yeah, thanks for picking that. That's a that, yeah, great song. Now I want to jump in here with a song that was um, from this time period, and it appears on the Beavis and Butthead Experience album. Yes. <laughs> and I love this song. This is uh, let's hear Deuces Are Wild. Right. Right, so pump, pump kicks ass. Pump kicks ass. Pump is great. Yeah, I, and I will pull it out and listen to it once in a while. Yeah, I, I yeah. still pull pump out also. Right. It, it's in my top. Well, you know, again, if the the first four are always in the top, exactly. But it's it's right up there. Right. Um, it's probably after draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, now get a grip. Huge album. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Massive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with Grammys, American Music Awards. But this is where I feel that they got they were they got nervous because of the success of Pump. That they're like, can we? Are we going to be able to? Top because, it. Because now they bring it. There's so many co-writers. On yes, this. there are. Yeah. Mark Hudson and and Jack Blades and Tommy Shaw and a guy named Taylor Rhodes and Lenny Kravitz and you know who wrote Crying. Uh. Uh, Lenny, uh, who wrote "Crying"? Yeah. Tyler Perry and, and Taylor, Taylor Rhodes. Rhodes. Yeah, Taylor Rhodes. My friend used to call the his favorite bands Aerosmith, and with the crying and the crazy and the amazing, he used yes. to call this album "Crying Craze Amazing Craze." It's just like yeah, but I like all three of those songs though. I don't. You don't like those at all? <laughs> no, I can't. Stand They're them. the same song. I can't. They stand kind them. of are the same I mean, song, they, they and yet I videos, really I do love those songs. And then the Alicia Silverstone became the Aerosmith chick. Yeah. And then his a little creepy of, now. Yeah. It's weird now. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, no, I, there's only a couple songs I like in this album. This album is definitely not as good as Pump. No, it's got too many songs. Fifteen songs. Yes. Sixty-five minutes. I mean, Boogeyman at the end is is an instrumental. We don't need it. And how is that a co-write with uh, Tyler Perry and Jim Valance? Right, a two-minute instrumental. Right. And then what's the song that Joe Perry sings? Is that Walk On Down? Yeah. No. So I don't. Um, what else? Gotta, album gotta, cover gotta, is okay. Gotta, gotta love it. The album cover is interesting. You know. You know what I don't like the font that they use for "Get a Grip" because "Get" is so small, <laughs> and then a grip is like gigantic yeah. for no reason. Right. You know, you got to do an episode where you just do album covers. <laughs> we did <laughs> bad album covers. We yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. Right. Don't judge a. Uh, uh, what, what what was it called? Don't judge an album by its cover. Like we was... played we played great songs from bad album covers. Okay. Yeah, this is um and I was so excited for this cuz it was yeah, so long and, between albums and and coming off of Pump and it's and the I, same team. You know, I wasn't embarrassed to say I was an Aerosmith fan at this point. No, yet. no, no. Yeah, I mean Eat the Rich, which is my first song, is really Mine good. too. Yeah, Get a Grip. You know, it's got that good old time Aerosmith vibe yeah. in a way. 
Eat the Rich is great. Yeah. I love it. The Eat- only thing I don't like about it is they use that, I think, in lieu of Back in the Saddle mm-hmm. in their set list, and I'd rather hear Back in the Saddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, the, uh, and then he burps at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, awful. And then the first single was Living on the Edge. <laughs> Which is great. It's I great because like, when yeah. that came out, it was it was re- it was something different. Yes, and I was like, "Oh, this kind of." It took me a while to. I'm like, mm, do I, "I don't know if I like this. Do I like it?" And then once you really got into that song, it's a really cool, yes, cool song, and it was different. But I don't think the album matches what Living on the Edge told us that we might be getting. I agree. Yeah, and there's there's so many throwaways here. Flesh, Walk on Down, Gotta Love It. I don't even know. The line up, the Lenny Kravitz written. I mean, there's right. a lot of junk here. Yes. Junk. Yeah. All right. But Eat yeah. the Rich is great. Yeah. So I got to eat, eat the Rich. Although I'd like to go on record once again, mm-hmm. Motorhead has a song called Eat the Rich that is better. Uh, Crocus has a song called Eat the Rich too, which is it's, pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crocus. <laughs> um, boy, the other song I picked you, you don't like, but let's play it. I picked, uh, I picked Amazing. Oh, man. Like, I like that line. There were times in my life when I was going insane. And the real problem with this was Living on the Edge was the first single, and then all the rest of the songs were the same song. All the the next singles. Alright, we're cool. Yeah. Even the Bose headphones couldn't rescue that one. (laughs) I don't think I'd like shut up and dance either. No. Is no. that what they played on Wayne's World? I think yeah, yeah, talk yeah, yeah, is... Yeah. That was co-written with... Um, I, I picked Living on the Edge. Co- co-written with Garth? <laughs> Actually, I like the Wayne's World theme that they played on Saturday Night Live. That was pretty cool. That's the playout song tonight. Really? I got that as the playout song. My man. All right. This, this is a cool song.
then uh, after Get a Grip, they released uh, another best of of the Geffen years right. called Big Ones. Yeah. And I do like one of the songs. I think it was an outtake from the Get a Grip sessions. I think this song's better than a ton of the songs that are made it to the album. Yeah. Let's hear Head First. Am I not having on there? No. So really? really? Give me the thing. I got it. So they tour quite extensively. I mean, for like two, three years after this album. And they played it at Woodstock. And they didn't play any songs from Rocks. And as I said before, pissed off. It's a mistake. So we, I knew a guy. We, we uh, split season tickets for the Bulls back in the day at the United Center. We saw all the Michael Jordan greatness. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Cool. So he, my, uh, the guy we had season tickets with would get concert tickets, and he said, you want to go see Aerosmith? And I'm like, I don't know. They don't play anything off of rocks. <laughs> so I go to see him, and, and through the form, they always change up their set. They play mm-hmm. three songs off the rocks. Oh, good. At United Center on that tour. But they toured a hell of a lot, which led to the delay in the uh, next mess that we're going to talk about. But go ahead. Let's hear head first. Okay. Go ahead, guys. like that song i just wanted to put it in there. very good song yeah there you go that's back to you buddy so now you're reading things that they're gonna they're writing songs with stone temple pilots they got russ ballard supposedly producing producing uh steven tyler might be back on drugs you get all these rumors and they get this big delay and finally you get oh they're signed back they're back with columbia back with columbia and then we get we get nine lives yeah which has two different covers both suck. <laughs> they this, both do. This is just one big bag of suck. I. This is rough. <laughs> yes. They're back with the small I, picture of themselves. You too. know, I almost picked Hole in the Soul just because it's a young Eva Mendez in the video, but I couldn't pick it because of the video. So I, I couldn't do it because the song blows. And so, and so, uh, Glenn Ballard does. Um, he produces the album, right? But then they scrap it and they yeah. redo it with um, Kevin Shirley. Right. And I like Kevin. I don't, uh, I, I like his work with, um, with Black Star Riders and with Iron Maiden. And then the new, um, the new uh, Black Country Communion is yeah, awesome. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have the new one, the brand yeah, new one? Yeah. That's the, I think that's the it. best of the four. Yes. Yeah. Album, it's between that and Living Color for album of the year. Do or Black Country Community? They don't play any shows, though. No, they play some spot shows in England. They don't. They're not. They're I, I, from, I, I know. I always think that they're going to play do a one off out here because right. they all live out here. Yeah, I know. I'd love to see Glenn Hughes just play some play alone, and you never. It's all in Australia. Yeah. Or, I'm trying to get or, him on here. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, he almost has too many. He almost has his discography is almost too big to cover. Yeah, it, I really have to like be skipping like yes. big chunks, but. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, I, I've been trying to get him on. But anyway, okay, so we're Nine Lives, 1997. Um, sells, wow, this, this is uh, disappointing. I thought it was... And I, you know, I'm a huge Stone Temple Pilots fan, so I'm thinking, all right, they're writing with the, the Leo brothers. It's going to be some good stuff, and I don't know what happened there. Yeah, that but, stuff doesn't make yeah. it to the album. Yeah. So I don't... Should I go? <laughs> I, I, to be, I mean i remember I, I remember buying this album popping it in my cd player yeah and i'm like okay okay oh god this blows you know and all right i picked the farm as my first well i do one. like i do like yeah. right. i do like this song okay i almost picked this one The song Pink won a Grammy. Yes. And if you go see them live now, half the women are wearing pink. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Um, well, I went with the, I went with the title track because I, I do think it really it kicks ass as the opening track. And when, yeah, when I first, and when I pushed play on the CD and I had heard Falling in Love is Hard on the Knees as was the single. Right. So I was like, you know, but Nine Lives, I, I was like excited. So let's hear Nine Lives. I like this the way I like Eat the Rich. Yeah, I like that song. I think that rocks. Yeah, so I, I agree. And then, but, but it's this never gets a no, play. No, no, I what, picked Crash as my next song. Yeah, I see, yeah. and like I'm not happy about my next pick no. either. But let's we got to we'll do it. Yeah. Now this sounds almost Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, a little bit. And my song is Ain't That a Bitch. But it's dismal. The, the rest of Aerosmith is dismal for the rest of the show. Yes, it is. 
I agree. Except there's, there's one saving grace. Okay. There's one, in my opinion. It's like they're trying to sound like Aerosmith. Aerosmith yes, instead of just yeah. being Aerosmith. Exactly. Yeah. And the and the I, the album cover, like it just looks like Spencer's gifts. It's a mess. Yeah. If you made Spencer's gifts into one image, exactly. That's I, what it would be. I can tell you, the album covers do not get better as we go on. No, it, not at all. No. Um. So then, the best and worst thing happens to the band. Yes, Armageddon <laughs> comes out. Right. They've got uh, a soundtrack. Um, Steven Tyler's daughter's in the movie. Yes. And uh, they record a Diane Warren song. They have nothing to do with the writing. And uh, much like Bad English recording, um, what was when it? When I See You Cry. When I See You. Yeah, when yeah. I See You. Uh, smile. A smile, see, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> this song goes to number one. And Steven's voice sounds oh, yeah. beautiful on this. Yes. But the song sucks. <laughs> this, this is all suck. It sucks. You don't like ballads at all, I don't think. I like Home Tonight. I actually do love this song. Really? I, I really do. Okay. I also like Armageddon, so what, okay. what do you... <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway, the Super Bowl comes up. <laughs> um, it, when the Giants played mm-hmm. the Ravens, right. I don't know what number it was, 2001. And this is when Aerosmith yeah, played? so my, my mother-in-law lives down there, so I go to my wife, we're going. And we went to the Super Bowl. How much it, is it to go see the Super Bowl? Uh, back then, I don't know what I got. I, I actually, I knew someone who worked for the Bears, so he got me face value. So I forget what it was back then. Um, is it thousand? No, it it was under that at that time. All right, yeah. So we, but we had pretty good seats. Mm-hmm. Um, then I found out Aerosmith was playing with NSYNC and Britney Spears. Uh, so I was like, all right, I don't know about NSYNC. I like Britney Spears the way she looks, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know, but Aerosmith's cool. So the game was terrible, by the way. Uh, the guy from uh, what's the other boy band, Backstreet Boys? They sing the national anthem. The tall guy with the beard, he can throw a pass. He was like, he was like kicking and throwing the ball outside in the. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got. He's an athlete. So anyway, um, halftime show comes up. We're at the uh, where the Giants came out, and Aerosmith's standing there. Okay, it was so cool. Oh, that is cool. And I see, I go, Joe, Joe Perry, and he he pointed at me and gave a thumbs up. So that was very cool. Um, he pointed at you and said, "Get this guy out of here." <laughs> <laughs> and Britney Spears has a nice derriere. Uh, the show is entertaining, 
And I don't know. You saw it on TV. I watched it, sub, you know, on YouTube after that. But yeah, I'm not impressed with any of the halftime shows. No, I mean, well, well just also you think how much money that goes into it, and every year there's something wrong with the state, like the lights out. Yeah. Like a few you years know, ago, they had like Black Eyed Peas. Half the stage was supposed to be lit, and it and was just are, out. It was you know, it's, it's a the mess. NFL too. They play like so. They play in San Fran- Santa Clara, and my son goes to school up there. Why didn't they have Metallica? They were afraid to have Metallica, but Metallica's pretty much mainstream. Yeah. And they had they are. This... They're they're nominated for best rock album this year. Yeah. Well, not not metal. Yeah, exactly. Rock. Yeah, I mean, so they I don't know, yeah, they just throw out this crap. I did like when they were going when they were after the Janet Jackson thing, they had to go back to retro bands, so they had the, uh, you know, they would have you 2 or they would have The Who and Bruce and Bruce. Yeah, those were good shows. Prince was, I went to the Super Bowl in Miami too. Um, that Prince, <coughs> Prince was awesome. And who's doing yeah. it this year? Is it Justin Timberlake again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. I know. I, I know. Just... So anyway, yeah, they play the Super Bowl and they premiere Jaded during that set. The last great Aerosmith song. Jaded? I think so. I picked it. I, I did too. It's my wife's favorite Aerosmith song. That's why I picked it. When I heard yeah. Jay did on the radio, I was like, "Fuck, thank God!" Yeah, it's a good, it's a good it's pop a, song. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, and this tour was great too. They especially on the first leg because they had a second stage out in like at Tinley Park. Mm-hmm. They had a second stage and they went out there and they played a set of all the old stuff. It was really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, the next album is just put just just push play. Look at that album cover, Kyle. It doesn't make any sense with the no, but it's. It's better than the last ones okay. art-wise, and now, but it wh- doesn't make any while sense. While you play this uh, song, look up uh, the band Autograph, and the album is That's the Stuff. Look at that album cover. Autograph. Compared to this album cover. So yeah, now the autograph album cover, that's the stuff, is like the same robot type thing. Yeah, I think it's this famous artist who did it, so he probably did the- Both of them? Both of them. But I mean, but those autographs, you don't- but, uh, Yeah. Well, then did, do something else, Aerosmith. Yeah, don't go to that guy that already did a- Yeah, autograph should only use that guy. Yeah. Uh, this, I don't- what did you pick? What was your next song? Because that was my. Uh, I picked Jaded also. I took Beyond Beautiful. It's not terrible. No. Uh, they opened up with that. It was pretty cool. Were like, they only playing two songs off of this album? No, they when played you like three or four songs. But oh, they boy. but they were playing like a twenty four song set at the time. So they were throwing everything in there. Um, one one cool thing is I saw them like less than a month after nine eleven. So in in the cult opened oh, wow. up. That was on the second leg of that tour. So they opened up with Beyond Beautiful, and they had a big American f- video of Mer- American flag in the background, so that was pretty cool. So that's why I picked it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm looking at uh, a set list from uh, June 18th, 2001. They play five songs off this album. Yeah. Beyond Beautiful, Jaded, Just Push Play, Fly Away From Here, and just, Under My Skin. And Just Push Play was a Dodge truck commercial, too, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I went with a deep album cut called Love Lies. And tell me when you're with your best friend's friend, do you still feel out of place? No thanks, I took that ride. God only knows I tried, believe. You want to hear what the most recent set list is from November 1st, 2017? Yes. This is from, I didn't even know they were playing any shows. This is from Arlington, Texas. They played a corporate gig, I think, down at the uh, Cowboy Stadium. Okay. Yeah. This is, you're not going to like this set list at no, all. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. I didn't read it. Yeah. Loving an elevator, crying, yeah. right. walking the dog, right. living on the edge, ragdoll, stop messing around, which is Fleetwood Mac cover. Why? Right. Why waste a song? Exactly. Janie's got a gun, jaded, don't want to miss a thing, mama kin, come together, sweet emotion, dude looks like a lady, dream on, walk this way, and walk this way with cheerleaders. Yeah, what it says. the Dale's so nothing, uh, nothing from rocks. All right, so my question is, if you pay them for a private gig, do you get to pick the set or they pick the set? Because if I'm paying that kind of money... Oh, they're playing the first four albums. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, uh, yeah I don't... Um, I've seen some of their corporate gig set lists and they suck. Also, yeah. if, you're, if you're playing a Fleetwood Mac cover and you're Aerosmith, then Stevie Nicks should be coming right. out and singing it. You right. know what I mean? Like that's... <laughs> now this is... And here's a set list from... They played Europe... They were supposed to be going on a farewell tour, but now yeah. they're not saying it's a farewell tour. So it's called a Riva Dirci or right. something. Aero, Aero Dirci. Yeah, yeah. This is from September seventeenth, two thousand sixteen. Only fifteen songs in the set list, but it's back in the saddle, loving an elevator, crying, last child, living on the edge, toys in the attic, same old song and dance, ragdoll. It's like they bring it up and then they yeah, then it exactly. just comes down. You don't know what then you're going to get. Stop messing yeah. around, Fleetwood Mac cover again. Yeah, I know. Why? They might as well just spin a wheel. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I saw Elvis Costello and that's what he did. He spins a wheel. Yeah, yeah but he, but all of his songs are good. <laughs> what, what's, is Billy Joel now doing, like, they have the crowd vote on what song he's going to play or something? Yeah, but it's but, like, it, oh. it, it's like, He'll it's say, like, do you want to hear silence or <laughs> do you want to hear I mean, like when he piano th- man when and he, then everyone cheers when he throws out the two songs like I, I saw him in May at Dodger Stadium because okay. I hadn't seen him in like 28 years he was great he was really great but he'll you know yeah it'll be like do you want to hear piano man or do you want to hear street life serenade and like, <laughs> okay. really dude all right. it's not even a choice yeah all right so, so speaking of covers 
They yes. release an album full of cover songs. Oh, I didn't even I don't even own Honkin' on Bobo. It's better than They just played about play. three of these when I saw them. Did you yeah, I'm not a blues. I think we I'm like started to leave guy, at that part. But I'll let you play these. But I'm not a I mean, it, 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 so they tour extensively over these last, you know, 15 years. They're, they've, they're basically a, a, a greatest hits touring right. entity or, or a nostalgia yeah. touring entity. Okay, okay album cover, though. On Honkin' on Bobo? Yeah, it's yeah, all right. I don't mind it. Has the logo on the harmonica. Yeah, I don't mind it. Yeah. So right. what do you got? How many songs? You got two from Honkin' on Bobo? You want me to pick two or one? We can move along and just go What on. year did Honkin' on Bobo come out? Was that 2004 or five? Yeah, yeah let, 2004. Let, me, let me jump in because they released another greatest hits in 2002 called Oh Yeah, Ultimate Aerosmith Hits. And I do like this song that's on there called Girls of Summer. Okay. Do you yeah, know this song? Yeah, they had a Girls of Summer tour. For yeah. The, yeah. This is an okay song. Okay. Well, for me, I love it. <laughs> Summer pink in half the time it takes to blink, but it all depends on what you think about the girls of summer. When all you think of all day long is a pretty face inside a song with a thought like that, you can't go wrong about the girls of summer. I think the chorus rocks here. I can tell Joe's a diehard 70s. This doesn't do anything for him. It's a like, whole. There was a whole lot of suck there. I like the I chorus, can't. but what was the weird like? When when like what, when, when like a transmission was coming through. It's crap. I don't know. It's it's crap. It's garbage. It's, it's garbage. I hate that. <laughs> Um, okay, so let, let's hear the honking on Bobo stuff. All right, so I picked Baby Please Don't Go. Um, yeah, that's, it was yeah. great live, and, and they would actually transition into the end of Rats in the Cellar. Okay, that's good. Which was cool. And But I do want to go on record. Uh, Ted Nugent does a better version than Aerosmith, but it's still good on this album. So Baby Please Don't Go. Yeah, it's good. Oh, this album has that uh, Fleetwood Mac cover. Stop messing around. That's right. why it's. And I think that's list. the Peter Green. That's yeah, before, yeah, Peter. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's before old bluesy. Yes, definitely. Yeah, um, that's good. I don't have to do another song after that. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so here. So now we. Here we go. Yeah. It's, it's ten so, years. It's no. It's uh, eight years. And they're talking about going back to the sound of the first four albums and getting Jack Douglas back. Yeah. In the fold. And they're yeah they're telling us all these things that's going to happen, and you get excited, and, you and, get, and you're waiting and you're waiting, and then you get this this and then you and know it, there's this album cover would be okay if it had two less things on it. Like just pick two of any of the things on it and remove it. Yeah. So the album's called Music from Another Dimension. It's uh, it's like a comic book, but it's an got old fi- horror it, movie. It, it, it's got fifteen songs, but there's also a version where there's three more songs. There's like eighteen songs, and he's got to have the f- friggin' song with Carrie Underwood. I mean, 
I don't know. It's just awful. So when I saw them at Hollywood Bowl out here with Cheap Trick, mm. I, they were in the process. I guess they were in the process for a long time recording this album. So they sampled Beautiful, which is the song I picked. Mm -hmm. um, and it sounded pretty good. They had Stan Lee because he talks on this album. And he might have had something to do with the album cover. That's why it looks kind of But Stan Lee introduced them on that show. Um, I'm looking up to see what, what Stan Lee did here. I believe he talks at the beginning. Rick Dufay plays rhythm guitar on uh, Shaky Ground. This has so many credits on it. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Johnny Depp background vocals Johnny on something. Johnny Depp, yeah. Johnny Depp came on stage with him there on that show. Mia too. Tyler, background vocals. Julian Lennon. Yeah, background vocals. Flash did some inside artwork. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. Oh, my God. This, this album is unlistenable. I agree. This is, this is their worst album. Um, it's gotta be. Yeah, I would have to say it is. I don't. Yeah. I listened to this one twice through and never again. I was like, right. Yeah, it's just it's such a disappointment because they kept on talking about it. You know, this is going to be our toys in the air. They can't. Well, play, play a song. All right, be beautiful is the song. I first song. It's just so sucky. I mean, they, yeah. they can't end their recording career with this. No. But, but I don't know. I don't think they have it in them to record anything ballsy anymore. I don't think also, it could be worse. What? How? Like, I mean, the next one could oh, be even could be worse, worse than this. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like I said, Joe Perry lost. He plays that twangy guitar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it sucks. I don't know what his deal is. What about his, yeah. what about his current solo albums that he's doing? Do you listen to those? Um. He had one that was pretty. It was okay. Had, I wouldn't. I shaking the cage. Yeah, was the single. Was all right. How how is he now playing the older songs though? Does he still rock, or did he like lose his you know ability to play? They play great live now, um, and I'm sure they have a lot of guys in the background helping them out. But they sound great live, uh, and they have for the last you know since the '90s. And you think so, maybe they're just happy doing that? I think so, but I don't, you know, during this period we had Steven, Ty uh, Steven Tyler doing American Idol. Mm -hmm. Then he had the relapse and fell off the stage at Sturgis. Yep. Then they said he was kicked out of the band and they were getting a new singer. Yeah. And then he came back and there was Brand Tyler and all this other crap. So Wait, What is that, Brand Tyler? He said that he, he was all about himself. He was Brand Tyler. He was on American Idol and he was separate from the band. But then he was back in the band. And he, yeah, I don't know. Because, um, yeah, they were talking about replay. Right. I, what? But I don't, can, and you, then, I, and then can Brendan, you replace Steven Tyler? So Brendan O'Brien, too, was talked about doing this album before Jack Douglas or something. They need someone that I can. Read, I read an art, I interview with Brendan O'Brien, and they asked him about Aerosmith. And he said, you know, I really like uh, Brad, Joey, and Tom. And he, <laughs> wow, yeah. doesn't like Steven and no. So I Joe. think I think they just don't like each other, but they can't. I don't know. Yeah, because this is credited to Jack Douglas, Steven Tyler, 
Joe Perry and Marty Fredrickson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, I think they really do need to work with someone like Brendan O'Brien. So just a producer that's... And they don't get to produce. The, here's your well, producer. Get Steven Tyler off the... Let's do a ballad. Let's do let's do the country and western. Let's get Carrie Underwood. Oh, did you listen let's, to that? His his album? His no, solo album? I will not listen to that garbage. Yeah. It, do you want to hear one song? Go ahead. What, which one do we... Do we even have any in there anymore? Mind you, this is the guy that yeah, made Back in the have. Saddle and Rats in the Cellar. Which one are you going to play? Uh, Red, white, and you. Oh, I was gonna play the. Oh, the you, you can play that, and then we'll play. Then we'll play a song from it. <laughs> this is this is. Oh no, we yeah we have both of them. Play red, white, and you, and then we'll play that other thing. This is called red. This is red, white, and you. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even country. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't know what it is. It's that bullshit Luke Bryan type country. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. What's Stephen have to say about the album? Uh, let me let me find here. You know, and he joins American Idol. He doesn't even tell the band he's taking you know, that I, job. I used to think Jennifer Lopez was absolutely beautiful when she first came out, and then Stephen Tyler was one of my, you know, possibly my greatest rock singer. Yeah, they're on a TV show together, and it's absolute suck. I can, yeah. you know, if you would have told me, you know, twenty years, you know, in the early nineties, to be a TV funny. show with Stephen Tyler yeah. and Jennifer Lopez, I'd be like, oh, cool. It's funny because <laughs> my mom would watch that show, and she would say to me, she goes, "You have to see this American Idol. Do you still watch?" I go, "I don't watch." She goes. There's this new guy on there. He's a trip. Uh, his name's Steve. <laughs> I go, Steve Taylor. And I go, yeah, because my mom doesn't get And I go, Steven Tyler. She goes, yes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know Steven Tyler. How do you know him? I go, because he's in one of my favorite bands. He's, oh, since what? I go, since this early 70s. Since you used to totally she has no idea who he to is. To turn it down. Yeah, that's exactly it. You would tell me to turn his music down, and now you love him. It's not like he's. It's not like Kiss, where you be. You might not know them right. out of their makeup. Right. right. He's pretty much always looked the same. Same. Yeah. So what's Stephen have to say? And cornbread. Damn. <laughs> That's in the middle of one of the songs on oh, the okay. album. No, okay. Right in the middle of the song. Like, yeah. like it's it's tolerable, and then he just like it just stops, and he just. Do you have that. the song in there? I th- I think so. I think we, it's this one. Joe, we have to send you off. We're all somebody from somewhere, that like, one? Yeah, yeah, we're all somebody from somewhere. So I had my second interaction with Joe Perry, too, right around this time, because he came out with that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So within a month, Gene, Sim- Gene Simmons did a book signing. Mm-hmm. I've met Gene Simmons three times. He is awesome to me. He is. Person. Okay, Friendly, good. Friendly, personable, and he makes time. I mean, it's, you know, it's only a minute, two minutes, but he makes time for everybody. Well, I will say this about Kiss. They... The the time I met Paul Stanley was uh, I I was at a I was watching seeing Foreigner at the House of Blues and I was upstairs and I saw I saw Paul Stanley and Eric Singer and in my head I just said well when the show's over I'm gonna go I'm gonna try to say hi to uh, to Paul so the show's over people are clearing out and I start walking towards Paul and he turns around and he sees me walking to him and he puts his hand out he puts his hand out to yeah. me. And I'm like, see, these guys get it. Yeah. They know that, hey, this is your only time that you're going to meet me. So, so let's make it good. So Joe Perry has this book signing, and they have it in Chicago. It was, ironically, it was on a Columbus Day. 
He's Portuguese and Italian, so that was pretty cool. But other than that, it was it, they had this. It was in an exclusive club. You had to pay money. I already had the book, and they wanted me to buy the book again, and I had to argue with him. And you meet him, and he didn't even have time for anybody. It was really disappointing, and it was just like really a highbrow event. And they interviewed him, and really, yeah, just uh, really that disappointing. Sucks. Yeah, oh, because because yeah. I, I went to a book signing oh. of his. Yes, you did with Marissa because she wanted to get the book for her mom. Okay. And we were like the la- like some of the last people there. Yeah. And so he like he was he was like exhausted, but he was nice to okay. everyone. He took pictures with us and right, signed cool. everything. All and right. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. The um. So it was may- maybe a venue issue. I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing about when like when I say when I when we have guests here that they're in here they sit right there. It's the three of us, and then afterwards they're just they're so they're wonderful. It's like crazy yeah, like how they nice they are. When they first walk in, they're kind of like, eh, what's this? And then yeah. we talk for a little bit. And then when they sit here, like after like two songs, they're like, oh, oh okay. This is really, yeah. This guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. But um, yeah, we try to be you know, as professional as possible. And, the, and the, no, the, the office here is nice. But yeah, some people walk in and they're like, I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Really, this is great. And the headphones are amazing. The headphones yeah. are amazing. Hey, but we're, we're all somebody from somewhere. Okay, yes. let's see. Steven Tyler, let's hear this. Wait. Why are you doing this to me? Because you, you have to hear when he drops this thing in the middle. And cornbread. Damn, I love that stuff. We're all somebody Just to interrupt the song. Right in the middle of the song. What do they, I mean, do they need them? They don't need the money, right? <laughs> they don't need, they don't yeah, need money. He could have made this album just for himself. Not released it. Right. I'm not even going to play any songs off of music from another dimension because it was so hard to even pick. I picked Street Jesus. It's kind of rocking and it's written by Brad Woodford. Okay, play Street Jesus. One minute in, I guess. You're a Def Leppard fan, obviously. Uh, again, the first High and Dry is awesome, and then Pyromania is pretty good, and then after that, they kind of fall off the cliff to me. For me, so um, <laughs> so so you think the Def Le- the Def Leppard show we did that falls off the cliff more? I love the Def Leppard show though; it was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Well, thank and I and and, and Alexi was uh, entertaining. <laughs> Alexi's yeah. the best. Yes. Uh, Except when he analyzes soccer, according to my son. <laughs> <laughs> what is what's the worst song on this album? The I, the worst song. Well, I, I think it's probably the Carrie Underwood. I don't know, right? But see, I like the Carrie one Underwood song. Yeah, but but 
but I'm not going to argue with you that it's the worst song. Either. Right. I think that led to the crap that you played after. You know, yeah. Go ahead. Play the Carrie Underwood yeah. song. No, you don't have to. Really? <laughs> you really hate to? <laughs> I fell from Holy Moses Mountain yeah. where love's a slippery slope. How did the band you know, agree to this? I do like Carrie Underwood. Oh, yeah. Well, Stay in your lane, Carrie. <laughs> I like how she looks. <laughs> and she does. You can turn this off, please. Thank you. I like when she does the heart song. That's she did the song um, alone. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was awesome. That's a great song. Yeah, though. yeah. yeah. Wow, that was horrible. Yes, it was. This is like a precursor to his That's to his same, album, his country yeah. album. That's the same now, band that made rocks. Do you um, so, do you still buy physical CDs? No, uh, Just, it depends. You, okay, usually I download or but sometimes. So you I don't would. own a copy of this at home that you could pick up and throw out the window. No, <laughs> you would He's, have to burn your own and yeah. throw it. See, like I, like I still buy. So so I have this album. It's on my shelf and. I'm a completist. I have them all, so I really can't. I know. I can't not have. And what am I going to do with it? No one wants it. Right. You can't. The resale value is zero. Exactly. So just keep it. Yeah, I know. Mm, mm. Um, I'll pay you not to play it. Uh, <laughs> really, Revolver gave it a four and a half. Oh Christ! <laughs> Come on. Out of, fi- out of five, I should yeah. clarify, not out of ten or anything. Out of five. Wow. Well, Joe, did you have fun? This is a blast. This is great. All right. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Did yeah. um. You're on Twitter at Joe Becht. Yes. Yeah. B-E-C-H-T. B-E-C-H-T. Also, uh, visit the Talking Metal webpage. And, yeah. I didn't even and, know. I didn't yeah, even know. Yeah. Read, read my articles. Uh, it's a lot of fun doing them. Who are your top five bands? Name your top five bands. Top five bands. Oh, let's see. Definitely Kiss. Well, Aerosmith because of the first four, mm-hmm. first four albums. Iron Maiden. Uh, I, I like so many bands. See, Motorhead would have to be there mm. because of Ace of Spades and the live album okay. alone. Um, number five, let's see. Um, God, there's. I, I mean, I love so many bands. Who's the most consistent of the ones that you just named putting out albums? Is it Iron Maiden, maybe? Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. they're still... Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. Iron Maiden still records these heavy melodic rocking albums why can't why why do they still have the juice and the passion right i know they do yeah and they like everybody contributes they don't have because i think it's the outside writers mm-hmm. i love megadeth uh, they, they would be in my top five because megadeth that string from rust and peace euthanasia mm-hmm. it, it, yeah and, just not a fan of mustaine's voice that much um it's a it's a now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> yeah, Megadeth, Megadeth's definitely in there because uh, Dystopia, their last two albums I really liked a lot. So All right, they cool. Would be, they, they would top out my top five. Yeah. All right. Well, look, Joe's at Joe Becht on Twitter. And what's the website? TalkingMetal. TalkingMetal.com. Talking yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. When this goes up, I'll throw a link out there for that. Yeah, please do. So. And uh, Kyle, you're at uh, Kyle Dotson Funny. Sure. We are at Rock Solid Show. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. Mm-hmm. Go to the website, rocksolidpodcast.com. That's where uh, you can see all the artwork and find all the episodes. And you can also, there's a link there 
called it's under guide right and that's where you can read joey mm-hmm. notes his notes yeah. joven over it'll, his it'll, notes it'll just it's just a link the old, it'll take, you, take the you to the old site yep uh what else do we got get your bows yeah have like a, us on have facebook a, have a good new year happy new year we <laughs> took you into the new year right. with some uh with some dismal aerosmith <laughs> at the end of their career i mean it kind of what went I, how the year went there's more good Aerosmith than bad Aerosmith, though. Ooh. Yeah, it took us right? a... It took us a well, okay, we like, we like the first four albums, and we like, we like Night in the Ruts, right? and we, like, we do like Rock in the Hard, Hard Place. Place. Draw the line we like. We draw the line we like, and yeah. then Pump we're okay with. Pump we're okay with. So that's eight albums. That's eight albums. And that's a, that's a majority. Yeah. Also, I forgot to mention Nine Lives, 12th album. Yeah, you, like you're saying that should have been their ninth album. You call your ninth album. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and to their credit, I don't, they, they're better live. Well, now they're getting up there in age, but. They're still know, a good live rock band. Yeah, during that string from, you know, 90 until, you know, a mm-hmm. couple of years ago, they were really kicking it live. So, you know. Go because see back in the day, man, they, they were out of tune and they were a mess. And, <laughs> and that hurt them too with their popularity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it. Okay. We're going to play right. out with thank you, Joe, for being here. Uh, My thank pleasure. you for being uh, a Patreon supporter. And, um, that's it. Let's play out with the theme from Wayne's world and it's short. So you can let it play the whole way out. Thank you, Kyle. And thank you, Joe. And thanks for listening.